I think. Welcome to Elite Rugby Banter. It's a podcast about rugby. The World Cup has started, ladies and gentlemen, uh, and what a nice feeling it is. But not for everybody. Uh, we've already had a bunch of games. Today, joining me is Ben. Ben, how are you? Uh, I'm, I was complaining before the pod, but I have an undeserved headache, I think, because I was playing golf yesterday and I didn't put sunblock on. So, yeah, uh, my own fault, really. Rookie error. No, it was a little bit cloudy though, and then it was like, yeah. So it was, yeah. No, it was it was a cla- like I should I should be better than that. I agree. <laughs> Did you at least win a golf? Uh, we came third out of twenty, so quite good. Nice, nice. Uh, Matt, are you coming third in anything today? Mm, well, I'm glad we're recording. At eight in the evening, otherwise it would be my third night in a row being up like past one. Yeah, um, so I did, I did let's feel... not come. Let's let's not come third this Matt, weekend. Matt, you live like this crazy life yeah. in Korea. Eh? Like but, I, I so... remember when, when Matt when Matt was still in SA. It's like, what did you do? Oh, I'm just I just like hung out with the dogs or whatever. What? Oh, I went to a bry. Korea, yeah, fucking karaoke four in the morning, man. Oh, I just needed to get a hot dog at five a.m. So yeah, like last of dog time. Uh, like I said when I left, there's a gap year. It's just like my 30 year old gap year. It's nearly a midlife crisis. Yeah, so like Friday, I had a friend visiting, so I took them back to the airport Friday night and managed to get back there from there at like two. And then last night, I got back from the Bri and then the rugby, then heading back into Seoul for a bit also at like two. And then had a beer or two on. My convenience store's lifestyle platform, which I think is my favorite bar in this town. What? What's it's a lifestyle a, platform? It's a stoop with like four benches. Oh, yeah, it's, it's sort of like it's like it's like the patio of the so you can get like your your like pre-cooked meal and eat it there. Yeah. So or because you're allowed to drink like on the road. Yeah. So like you just go park off there and like sit there, grab a couple of beers out the fridge and just go. Pay for them oh, and get sick there. I think, think Bronkhofstraat was one of the worst things that happened to South Africa. Like, walking around drinking is great. <laughs> yeah, I know, dude. Like I said, I think I told you guys I almost went to a salt museum like two, three weeks ago and we had leftover beers from the night before. So we just cracked open a six pack and walked through the museum. Nice. That's, awesome. That's culture right there. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, you're learning about salt. There's only you've got to replace it with something. That's fair. Um, all right, we unfortunately we don't have a replacement for Alex. He is currently on the way back from Craddock in the Eastern Cape. I do suspect he went there. I was going to say the mountains like Hulk when he, in like the unknown Hulk movie with Ed Norton when he's in India to hide his rage over the over the Springbok performance. He's currently on the way back to Cape Town, so he won't be participating. Wasn't that wasn't that the start of Avengers, Adam? Uh, yeah, it was the start of Avengers. He was in Brazil at the start of the Edward Norton Hulk movie. Oh, was he in Brazil? Oh, sorry, I got yeah. confused. I apologize. Uh, yeah, I... sort of Avengers. Matt, have you ever heard of this movie Avengers? Is that a Avengers? Am I saying it right? Avengers? Yeah. Uh, uh, which one is it? Who's the bad guy in Avengers? Yeah, Who's the I'm villain? Sure. I can only remember the villains. Avengers. It's sort of Loki, but not really. Yeah. He's like a comical villain. Yeah, yeah and there's a Loki answer for that one. I don't know why I said it. Right I don't know why I said it that way. 
stop that right now. Yeah. Um, okay, so, um, yeah, Alex is on the way Look, back. it's still a better name than anything Adam's going to come up with for his Super Rugby team. <sighs> Guys, draft, um, draft, well, look, we're drafting in January, which is very exciting. Um, but I, I'm going to have a good, I'm going to have a good name. I'm going to make sure I'm out of the bottom three next year. I swear. Adam, if you, if you check the email I sent, the ERB website, uh, the ERB address, it actually has my new draft name on it. Oh, is it? So if, if you... If you wanted a little hint, you could go look at it. I'll go and look. It's not my draft name. Maybe it's just smoke and mirrors to confuse you. Yeah, Alex, what did you tell me one? Uh, something about uh, defending the Alamalo. Something like that, which is quite a good one too. Um, remember, remember, the remember the Alamo. Ah, right. The Alamo. It's like a thing on. It's a bit American though. It's a Texan, yeah. It's once the Alamo, yeah. The last stand in Texas where like they all heroically died. Hmm. Okay. And Davy Crockett was there. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was. Um, right, let's. Uh, Davy Crockett. Why was he there? That makes fuck all sense. Uh, Wasn't so he like? Didn't... I'm going to move the conversation away from Davy Crockett mm-hmm. and, and, and the Alamo <laughs> to to the, to the Rugby World Cup and some news. So uh, the agenda for today, ladies and gentlemen, uh, there's some news mostly around the Rugby World Cup, but one or two other things that aren't. And then, yeah, we're just going to go straight into the Rugby World Cup. We've got quite a few reviews to do today. Uh, Japan, Russia, Australia, Fiji, France, Argentina, uh, Italy, Namibia, Ireland, Scotland, which is today. England are currently playing Tonga, but their lead is steadily growing, so we'll probably deal with them on Monday. And then, naturally, I think probably most of our time will be... Well, it's half-time now, so it's not growing at the moment. Oh, thanks, Matt. Will be dedicated to New Zealand, South Africa. Um, there's already a stats episode out by uh, Phil and Ant for the Phil and Ant Stats Show that delves into the numbers of the game. Uh, spoiler alert: it's was ahead except on the scoreboard. But uh, give it a listen. Uh, it's some interesting stuff. All hope is not lost. Uh, we'll probably just rage and show less insight than they do. So, I guess starting with the news. Uh, I know we we, talk, we spoke a bit about this on Wednesday. Um, actually, weren't part of it because you were sleeping, understandably so. Uh, apparently, mm-hmm. Wales boss uh, Warren Gatton and a lot of the players, they're going to reach out to Rob Harley after he was sent back to Wales. So I feel like I'm echoing or shouting. Uh, after he was sent back to Wales after being found to bet on a game or something like well, that. Yeah, I, think it, no, I, don't think they've, they've, I don't think we can say that he's been found to bet on a game just ah. yet, but I think he's also just outright come and said it. He's put 50, 50 quid on it, so yeah. actually no technique. Well, yeah, it's, yes. uh, he's returned to Wales to... Those are rumours. Betting on, like, squad selection and... Yeah, yeah sorry, these are rumours, but, like... Hmm. And, like if those rumours like, are true, like, it's like properly a... dodgy. It's, like, it's like Hansi-level shit. Yeah. Wasn't he also, like, laundering shit through, like, a company or something as well, allegedly? Uh, I'm not sure. All, all we know is... That's he's, the rumor that Phil posted. Yeah, yeah he's, got, he's gone back to Wales. It's a potential breach of World Rugby's Regulation 6, specifically betting on rugby. And the Gatlin just said about Alan Wynne-Jones, the captain, he's made comments, could comment to everyone. These things happen, you lose players, the wheel keeps turning, you have to move on. It's been tough, but you have to draw a line in the sand and concentrate on what your job and role is. Um, yeah, they reached out to Rob Harley, but yeah, uh, it, it does stink a little bit. Because I, did he Was that quote when he said... Uh, he'd like bet, put 50 bucks yeah, in the no, game but or the something like that. Like, because the build up to the quote was like, um, Warren Warren came to me and asked me, what do you fancy our chances for this World Cup? And and I said, I'm so confident I put 50 pounds on Wales to win. 
and then, and then, you said, then next thing next thing I knew I was on the plane home. But then a- Alex pointed out, he, he obviously not chat today. He pointed out that makes fuck all sense. Like Warren <laughs> Gatlin and Rob Howley have been planning for this World Cup for the last at least four years, presumably. Yeah. And yeah. then suddenly War- Warren Gatlin comes to him and say, "So, what do you fancy our chances are?" Like it's it's weird, huh? Yeah, it's it's. I can a almost see it as like stupid, like. Like, I can almost see it happening as, like, just stupid. Like, they literally don't have... They're two people who don't have anything to say to each other, and they bumped each, to each other, like, now at breakfast at the fucking hotel or whatever. So Gatlin's just trying to make some sort of pleasant conversation. Oh, you, you, think, you think basically they just shit at small talk? Yeah, I think that's what happened. They shit at small talk, and now Howley's just had to go home. Because they're like, you should have just stuck to the weather, my man. Yo, you should have just been like, fuck, it's humid, yeah. Yeah, fuck, fuck me, let, let me go grab some coffee. Bang, then you're not going home, but instead you had to implicate yourself in match fixing. Yeah. Imagine that, like, oh, fuck, imagine he's like, yeah, I put 50 pounds on Wales. And that's the thing, Gatlin's like, oh, okay, cool, 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 and makes him aside. And then they launched this whole investigation, and they found all this other shit. So, like, it's like... A oh, shit like, accident? <laughs> yeah, it's like, what's his face? Uh, what's that? Um, mob guy. Uh, what Al are the Capone? Al Capone, yeah, he got he must got nailed for like tax something something tax related. No, yeah. no, but that that was a bit different. That's because they, they sort of knew he was dodgy, but they couldn't yeah. prove it. The yeah, only thing like they could prove was the tax. So they kind of just did it just to sort of take him off the street. I think I think Bundy as well was caught on a traffic violation initially. Like he was initially arrested for a traffic violation while he was what. While he was on the run after like tearing through like two University of Florida sorority houses one night, and then they like pulled him over for something, and, he, and then they're like, yeah, "Oh, like, fuck like this motherfucker," and then took him yeah, in. Yeah, like he had, he had like a tail light out or something. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you, after the pod, I'll tell you guys a story about that with my work, but I don't <laughs> think I can reveal it on the pod. <laughs> Jesus, are you working with a serial killer now? Well, what up? Um, you know, I deal with some dodgy people. I would like. Yeah, yeah. tax evasion seal. Several dead people in the closet. Yeah, same diff. Um. So yeah, we'll find out what happens to Rob Harley and whether Warren Gatlin uh, indeed uh, did not stitch him up. That's just a joke. But yes. So the World Cup we're now moving on. It has its first sighting. Look, we'll chat a little bit more about this. Two. Oh, from the Japan Russia game. Yeah, I think there's no. There's who did that? Yes. I know you express frustration at me doing this, but I'm doing it because it's my style. I personally think all teams should bet on each other, and we should have forced yes. all the Springboks to put a million rand on the Springboks to win, just to just so they have a bit more meat in the game. Yep. That makes sense. Especially like Herschel Yankee, he's just starting out his career, and he definitely doesn't have a million rand floating around. Like. Legitimately make him sell something to put yeah. money on himself, and then maybe Valeriu will pay more attention to what he's doing. But anyway, let's talk about sightings. Uh, yeah, can okay, I'll go on about sightings now. Um, <laughs> Which one do you know about? I mean, we'll see. No, well, there's Reese Hodge. He was cited yeah, so on Sunday for that tackle on uh, Pekeliato, where I think it was the 26th minute. Shoulder meets face. Uh, Yato's on the way to the try line. Uh, maybe penalty try. I mean, a bit, bit debatable with. I, I, I can't speak in that, but definitely uh, shoulder the face, a la like Sonny Bill Williams in the British Irish Lions series. 
even Scott Barrett in the Bledisloe uh, 1 game in Perth, same thing. So, uh, yeah, he's been cited. And then what was the other one? Uh, Matisse Moroni for hair pulling. Oh, oh like I've been the Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I just, yeah, Tate posted it two hours ago that Moroni's got an exciting commissioner warning. Is hair pulling, like, considered very much unsportsmanlike behavior? Yeah, I'm assuming, yeah, it's going to be something along the lines. I would say, I would say it, it's below eye gouging, but it's, it's grubby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's grubby. It's, oh. I mean, you can probably argue with it for being forceful with the head. Yeah. Yeah, Technically, I guess you could, but yeah, yeah. if you want to, if you want to find like a technical, like I don't think there necessarily is a rule against hair pulling, but there must be. No, you never know. Hmm. Um, well, what are what are Australia's next games? I'm just trying to think where Hodge will, because he was he was kicking for them as well. So yeah. yeah, he is quite vital. He was the second kicker before. Uh, Timber took uh, over. Fuck, bro, 14 kicks in soon. I'm the, in their next game is... Ooh, Wales. Sunday. Wales, the big one. Yeah, so they need Hodge for that. Well, who uh, play, well if you get... I assume he will be banned. Who plays in 14? Well, look, let's leave, let's leave that for just... Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, Wednesday. for... But yeah, but, for you guys for indeed, but yeah, he... Uh, a lot of people have been out, outraged that he wasn't recorded in the game and, uh, like, we don't want to... We'll probably talk a bit about the refereeing too. Was it but... a red card? Yeah. Was it a red card offense? I mean, he came oh, yeah. slamming into him, but was it really red card? I watched it a couple of times now. Oh, uh, yeah. Definitely. I'll take your word. I'll... I agree with <laughs> you. When, 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 they consider, when they consider the sighting ban, do they take into account if they got a yellow or a red for the offense already? Uh, I no, think they, they do. Sh- I think it does take. It does fall part, form part of the, the thing. Yeah. I think it does, if I remember correctly, with Super Rugby, I think it does take, it does form part of the... Because, you know, if you've already basically been punished through a red card and you have, you've spent 60 minutes off the field, they should deem that as a... Sufficient, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, well, you, as, I think as at least up, a week. Yeah, so the, the, I think they pick up, like, hey, if you've, if you've picked up the red then and you've actually served your time, then I don't think they'll ban you, but a yellow... No, yeah, if you slug the guy in the face twice with your right and then maybe a left, then yeah, you're probably not going to see the rest of the tournament. But I mean, if you picked up, picked up, a, say Narice had picked up a red for what he did, and then they were deemed it was it was at most a red and that he shouldn't get more than one game, then it probably would have then called it fair punishment that he missed that game as well. The game where. He had offense because that's also I think it's weighs weighs more as well that the team that was offended against does also then get the benefit of it if he does get caught. Yeah. Hmm. Um. You know, and also at this point in the tournament, especially in these pool stages where say like South Africa, <coughs> Australia, Wales, there are a few teams which you kind of expect to get through the pools. And they kind of, it's more about how they get through the pools. Mm. Like, you basically want to get through the pools with no one suspended and no one injured. Well, you know, in a perfect world. Yeah. Obviously, obviously injuries come and stuff. But, so, like, that, that's, that hard suspension is quite, it's quite, a, it probably sours the victory quite a lot. No, in a way. But, I mean, ideally, if you're going to get a suspension, I think you almost want it in your pool games. Like, your, your first pool game. If, I mean, it's your ideal situation for because then at least 
he's coming back at the end of the pool at least then. Oh, I guess so. Then you. Get I mean, if we're talking like we're talking now, silver lining of the suspension. I mean, yes, he's getting a suspension. Well, presu presumably it's going to be a two or three week one max because yeah. I haven't heard Hodge. Uh, I haven't heard of him having a record or whatever. Mm. So yeah, we uh, I guess we'll chat a bit more about that in the Fiji game, but uh, this will not be the last thing we hear uh, from citing before you expect there'll be a whole bunch of other referee conspiracy theories and controversy ha happening on. There's been so much bitching about the refs. Jeez, oh, it's, and we're only like two okay, days hey, in. Like it's one of the things I hate about fucking rugby. Ugh, like yeah. I love rugby, but Jesus, when the ref when the Oaks are climbing no, the refs. Well, I think um, Squidge Squidge ironically he posted a tweet about it uh, Zeal's at the Yokohama game between SA and New Zealand he says he doesn't really talk about referee performance he says that's what Twitter's for where people can moan about and he's kind of right but look we'll, we'll cover that I think maybe a little bit later something that apparently the New Zealand Herald okay well, it's a bit, of a bit of a lazy story so this pulled from Twitter a lot of people felt it was very disrespectful that fans in the Yokohama stadium were going ole 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 to the haka um, just my brief response is they should grow up because the All Blacks do get a bit of an advantage with the haka. And I've moaned about this before, that the haka is treated like this protected species when teams can't advance on it, which I think is also bullshit. Um, like for, for some reason, New Zealand, New Zealand are treated better than everybody else at the start of a game. So I reckon they could play a bloody horn through the haka. I, I don't really care. If that's what the fans want to do in the stadium, if they want to be a dick about it, but I, it's fine. I remember this... South Africans singing Shosha Laza during the Hakka before. Yeah, what's the difference? Mm. And now people are like, you know, I, don't I don't remember a big outcry from that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I enjoy the Hakka. Um, they did, I think they did the other version against South Africa, which I know is a side of the uh, Kapa Opango, if I got that yeah, correct. Efferent, uh, if you're listening, you can, you can correct me. Uh, yeah, Dick the Hakka, I like the teams facing it, but I still don't like the fact that they kind of advance on it, all that sort of cuck. I think that's bullshit. Um, it's a huge part of Ray Patrician, but the fans complain about other fans singing in the stadium. Uh, they're just being a bunch of wusses. It's part of the game, you know. It's to get to the atmosphere fair, up. Yeah. How have dope you... would it be those drums that they've got when the guys are coming out? Yeah, that's dope. How dope would it be if they just <laughs> yeah. like, just, oh, just started waving on the drums without <laughs> yeah. the haka? Okay, that's what, because it also wouldn't sound out. No, but it wouldn't sound out of place either with the haka. I don't think so. <laughs> so yeah. So that's ben, what I'm saying. You... It's so dope. Just have like Yo, a it would be like a, a counter going, to the hacker. Like Jeez. a have, have you, going through the different hacker. Have you, have you heard that story about Wales not wanting New Zealand to do the hacker once? It was like, um, I'm not sure, but it was like the, the centenary of Welsh rugby or something, and they had like a whole thing planned. And they asked if New Zealand couldn't do the hacker exceptionally because... Um, because they wanted to, I don't know, do their marching band. I'm not sure exactly what it was. So then New Zealand um, did the haka in their changing room, apparently. <coughs> oh, God, I remember and, that. And apparently it was just the most terrifying thing. Like, this haka noise just, like, echoing all around the stadium. And basically no one, like, knows where it's coming from. But, like, this, like, sort of airy sight. And they said it was way more intimidating than actually the actual haka. Like, uh, here we are. I've actually found it. Um, a story popped up. I'm looking at the BBC. It's from November 27, 2006. Um, no R O W R. You apology over hacker dispute. The Welsh rugby union has refused to apologise over a row that saw New Zealand performing their hacker in the Millennium Stadium changing rooms. Um, oh, it's because it was held in private and Saturday in protest at Wales's plan to respond with their own national anthem. I, I wouldn't. Yeah, because <sighs> Wales was going to chirp them yeah. after the hacker. I don't the, know. The, 
New Zealand's of the opinion that the last mm. thing that should happen before the whistle goes is the haka. Yeah, I just it just goes to show. I just think it's uh, on some pedestal. It's so weird because they call me. it a challenge. They yeah. call the haka a challenge, and then when you respond to the challenge, you know they get upset. Well, do I? I know the cricket team doesn't do the haka, but do like does like no, the netball team. No, no, no. Team. It's just it's just so it's only the rugby team. Yeah, the rugby. Which I think they're also saying we must stop calling them the All Blacks now or something. Yeah, I don't know. I just I never read that. I saw the article. I didn't read it. I, I'm just saying, you know what? Everybody must just grow up. If someone's going to make noise during the hacker, it's not like um, David Campisi busy kicking out. Like, Australia ended up winning the game in 1991, but it's not like uh, someone's just um, putting, giving them the finger. You know, not being disrespectful. I just think that nobody can respond is nonsense. Uh, it's a key part of the game, but I still think it's a bit of a protected species. But uh, anyway, uh, giving the story way much oh, yeah, more time I, I than guess it just just because I'm sure some people are listening in New Zealand, we we fully admit we don't we don't fully understand the the cultural significance yeah. behind the haka. I know that we're looking, looking at it looking at it for what it is from our perception. These are our these are our views. Yeah, I'm it's also be- going to say the. Watching the haka is also fully here, so I made everyone shut the fuck up at the bry last night. That being said, of all the shit I've said about it, I made everyone shut the fuck up at the bry so I could, so we could watch it. Yeah, I mean, look, it's been performed for over a hundred years, and just to think to add to Ben's point, uh, we do dig it, but you know what? Um, other other nations should be allowed to respond in their own way, because I, I do believe it gives New Zealand a psychological advantage. But maybe guys like Francois Lowe who just look. As well, Adam. Excuse me. It gives a physical advantage. The other team watching it gets cold while they... I don't know. I, I feel like Francois, sometimes Francois, they get more confused. Francois Lowe always just... I just They showed his camera on face and he's just putting his face and like, oh, God, i got to see... Look at this shit again. I don't know. I'm just... I, no, I know I mean, I'm joking. Like, so that, you cool down. Like, they, like the pl- team watching it, they, no. like they lose... They, like, their muscles get cooled down a little bit and the other team's, like, literally... The, 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 uh, New Zealanders are flexing. Jeez, I don't know. Walking up. So they've got it like a... And again, in a professional level game, they've got that, that like teaches them advantage that everyone fights for. I don't know. The box were pretty good in those first twenty minutes, which we'll touch out about a bit later. But I, I hear you though. I hear you. Um, just moving off to, to events off the field. Uh, Springbok and Lions winger Pierre Dianti, I know he's tested positive for multiple banned substances in August. He's going to be challenging. Um, oh, he's challenging the charge of being tested positive. Just on August 13, he was found by the South African Institute for Drug and Free Sport about these adverse findings after his test. Uh, then he asked for the B sample and also tested positive. And then Deanti, um, he's now facing a four-year ban. And I think they're going to be having the hearing. If I could just find the story, blah, blah, blah. Um, I think it's going to, it will happen obviously this year sometime, but in a few weeks. So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. So, yeah, um, I mean, I, I just, as I was going to say, as Alex said, it, it, his credibility doesn't stand anything to lose by not defending it. Yeah, I just, I feel like, I do feel a bit bad for him then in a sense. Let's say oh. he, he comes out good, uh, his credibility has been damaged tremendously. He'll yeah. always be the guy found guilty. Well, excuse I apologize. Uh, that's not true at all. Uh, he's been uh, no, he charged with it. I just don't want to put the cop before so. the horse, but. The finding's out there now, and you can't put that back in the box. Um, so, we'll see what no, happens. No, no, but I, so, yeah. I, I, I do think if he successfully appeals, I do think it will it will go away if he can prove 
I hope so. I don't know what, what angle he would go for. He was spiked, he was... No. Whatever, but but if he can actually prove it, because obviously that that would be a more thorough proceeding than than just the the testing. Hmm. You know, if he can prove the the reason for the anomaly, blah 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 blah, or the reason for yeah. the yeah, yeah. But the reason the for the anomaly just still means that, like even if he can justify why he had the yeah, reason, I guess he still had he it. Still in had it. the best case scenario for him is to somehow prove that both samples were fucked. Yeah, that both sample was so tempted. But any, anyway, my, my my logic is if he wants to go down this, mate, mate, you know, maybe it's just one fucking massive misunderstanding, and he's super unlucky. Mm. Like, I think we, I've said before, I'm I'm pretty cynical about that, to be honest. But um, it is the only way he can. He has to appeal this if he wants mm. to, because if he didn't appeal it, people would be like, okay, well. He's like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, like it's, it's basically an admission of guilt if you don't mm-hmm. appeal. Um, yeah. So yeah, good. I guess uh, we wish Dante luck, and we'll just see how the process plays out. Um, and yeah, Ben, I, I just want to apologise to you. I did suck out after you came in there and talked about the gambling. Uh, I, uh, I got, I just got very bleak. I'm back now. So. Uh, you got very bleak, Adam. That wasn't a major like thing. Like I, I know. do way worse stuff. To you I know. Um, I'm a complex human being. What I can I say? It. Uh, Adam, then Adam has emotions. Yeah, I'm stuck yeah, in a glass cage of emotion. No, no, I'm not. I'm not do you know what, Adam? You, you, you can obviously feel how you feel, but <laughs> I, I, I feel, I feel. I'm touching my chest right now. I feel that we, we as a collective, do way, way worse stuff to you that yeah. cut you off sometimes. I, I know. So it's, it it's quite. It's, Unless that stuff makes you feel even worse, in which case I feel... No, well, weirdly enough, it's happened. Maybe I'm just like someone who's so um, psychologically used to it and traumatized by it, it's expected. When little, little, when you actually very reasonably talk about it, it's like you, you were very polite saying, sorry, I know you don't like this, and, 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 and you do it. Normally, you just go straight for it. So maybe that's what took me back. You know, you just you, uh, you, you took me out for a movie and dinner before you screwed me over. I, I, award you, I, I reminded you to be offended. <laughs> you gave, you gave, you basically, yeah, you just gave him PTSD. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, eh. anyway, <laughs> uh, maybe yeah, I just uh, you, you chose a different tack and it worked very well. Uh, all right, maybe on. Adam, I knew my old tactics weren't getting through to you anymore, yeah. so I tried a different angle to attack, and I, I found the weak underbelly. <laughs> I was just being nice. <laughs> I don't want to call you a woman or anything either, but uh, uh, I, I enjoy the fact that your complaints are about us cutting you off and talking over you, and that's that's deeply hurtful to you. Is almost exactly what every professional woman complains about as well. Oh, and and man, it's just men talking over them. It happens. Women is like, you know what? And people to cutting. To be people. honest, we 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 man we mansplain rugby a lot to Adam as well. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, true. No, Adam, the flanks go on the side of the scrum. Remember? <laughs> flank, like the side, like the flank of a cow. Where is it? Not in the middle, it's on the side. Or, oh, um, what is it? Lucy, lefty Lucy, righty tighty or something. Yeah, we, there we go. Yeah. See, I remember. I remember these things. For your props. Yeah, um, I told you guys, you like, Adam, that was like the third time I've mentioned that thing. Dude, I have a lot of information that passes through my head in a week. So, um, wow. another piece of information. Andrew, if... You have to remember, Adam only listens to the pod once a week, eh? Yeah, pretty much. No, 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 Ben. 
Adam only lists, listens in the pod at one point in a week. Not just listens to <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> if, if his cat doesn't kill a bird, he's, he's around. Well, one one person who um, <laughs> might not be listening is because he's going overseas to play for the Sale Sharks is Springbok and Bull Scrum Half Embrace Papier. He's gone there in a three-month loan uh, as cover during the World Cup. Um, let's see, someone called him a very tattered fly half, blah, blah, blah. You are. He's hey, just... what fly half? I'm oh, sorry, scrum half. I misread yeah, that. Just so yeah, he, he'll be at, at sale along with half of the South African rugby community uh, at this rate. So because I know the three Dupriers, Renyatsen van Rensburg, and there's a couple of others. Um, there as well. Yeah. So I think for, there were six or seven Saffers in their squad announcement for like this week. So, so, so he, he's, there, he's there as cover for Faf, presumably. Huh? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's right. So that's the story of his entire Buck career. Yeah. I wonder if they're still going to play him off the bench somehow, find some other guy just to. Mm. Uh, and just lastly, just yeah, a, a, a huge shout out to. Uh, we all love him and respect him because he takes losses like a man. Uh, Italy captain Sergio Paris from playing earlier today against Namibia, he became only the third person to play in five Rugby World Cups. So, uh, just from a shout out for me, I'm sure the rest of us, uh, nice one, Sergio. He's been a servant to the game, not just Italy. Uh, I just, uh, I always wish the best for him, really. I, I, I've uh, mad, mad respect for Sergio Parise. That's all I'm mm. like He's got some, because he plays in the French League as well. So he yeah. plays like, you know, whatever it is, 20, 25, 30 games a season. Yeah. Then, and he plays hard as well. Though, mm. he's, you know, he's, he's, earned a, he's earned his retirement when it does come uh, no. Like, I assume when he retires now, Italy's just going to switch off their rugby program. I mean, they realize there's nothing further. At this point, they were only holding it up to keep him alive, keep him in the job. <laughs> yeah, Italy's rugby program. Uh... Uh, so to, be, to, to be honest, if Carisse leaves and then like the all the other exports leave, like that Fijian, South Africans, Australia, and then you, the Irish guy, then like, what's the point? Like, why are they even there? Yeah, I use done now, essentially. We can move on. Well, I, I would I would say with without Parise and their foreigners, they probably would have lost to Namibia today. Very likely. Yeah, Namibia gave a good shot. I know they scored yeah. first. Um, I didn't actually watch too much of the game, but uh, I guess the, we'll, we'll get into that I now. Just, I, I wanted this. I was going to say this. Um, the highlights on the World Rugby site. I think everyone can watch those. It's not. It's, it's only the streaming that's region locked. But the highlights are kind of cool because the commentary on the highlights are post-fact commentary. So the guys are sort of talking. So they're very short clips as well. They're not very long, but it's kind of cool, the commentary. So it's like they're actually sort of, instead of live updating what's going on, they're actually sort of speaking after the fact. So then this is what happened when you did this year. And that, that adds a bit of like a fun perspective on the match. <laughs> That is, a, that is actually an interesting way to present, uh, like a, like a, I presume like a YouTube, yeah. whatever, like a seven minute. Yeah. yeah. I, so I these are all like, like these are all like three minutes. They're really brief. So they literally are just like try kick, try kick. So like if there's a penalty, you don't see what was the penalty for. You just check the okay, taking uh, the penalty. So it's a little annoying. You don't get much context, but yeah, the commentators are at least adding context to everything. Mm. I often. Like these YouTube highlight packages, they often, I'm not sure who puts them out, but they often irritate me in that, that they just, and sometimes you'll just see like 
the last phase of a try, yeah. and then but everyone would be like running from, and you're like, fuck, I know there was like a cool line break on halfway that caused that, because this is the only way sort of this situation can arise. Yeah, like there's one dude alone that's hit like that side of the field. Yeah, like one dude alone that's just been snagged by the fullback or whatever, and then he'll give like a pop to the flank to score. And you'll be like, I don't really want to see the pop. I want to see the, yeah, want to see the line break or the kick through or whatever it was. Yeah. So yeah, these aren't that bad. These aren't that bad. I'm gonna, I'm gonna admit, as as upset as I am with rugby pass, their highlights are actually quite, quite good because they tend to be like 10 minutes at least, sometimes 15. Yeah, you should actually have a proper go at rugby pass. Eh? Like that's uh, yeah, really I'm, not good enough. Uh, you you even, you even tune them on Twitter. That's very rare. And I for thought you. I was very reasonable. I think I was very yeah. reasonable. I told him I was just upset with their lack of communication. Yeah, that's, that's yeah because also you would have. Well, you're lucky that would right be, but other, I'm sure other people would have yeah, just no. presumed it's on there. Yeah, I mean, we all presumed it's on there. And then they're like, literally the day of the World Cup, they sent. Yeah, let me find the email. It's fucking hilarious. It's uh, the day of the World Cup. This is what they said. Got my email open. Be fast. Just add a, this reminds me, we should chat about that SABC thing. Oh, yeah, um, you're right, so actually. Um, day of the World Cup. They just said, reminder, yeah. World Cup is not streaming live on Rugby Pass. And dear subscriber, we thought we'd better let you know an upcoming coverage of the World Cup in Japan, although we, we don't have broadcast rights. Every game has now been added to our schedule and match center. So, like, they've got, that's also the fuck up. They've got, like, play buttons and that, and it's, and, like, they're in their feed where all the other games are where you go to watch games. And you click on the play button, it just says, this video is unavailable. So, like, it's... I, they, I, I wonder case. if it wasn't, like, uh, if they just didn't manage to they're finalize not, but yeah, the someone, negotiations. Yeah, by the sound of it, they, did, they yeah, pulled an SABC to give a spoiler to the SABC. Because, like, some guy spoke to them as well, I checked on Twitter. And they're like, yeah, they lost the rights, like, within the week. Oh, you mean rugby? You mean rugby pass? They lost it too. You mean rugby pass? Yeah, rugby pass. I feel like, well, depending, yeah, maybe they just couldn't afford it and buy it. Uh, who knows? Either way, you got screwed. So I, I'm sorry, no. man. Well, but, it, but it must have been because, obviously, as a you willing to sell to as many people who as the, as wanted, surely. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So the only reason why you you wouldn't give it to someone is if other people were complaining. Yeah. If like DSTV or Sky or Fox or whatever would be like, uh, this... don't give it to Rugby Pass because people aren't buying our stuff because of Rugby Pass. Yeah, but it's interesting. Rugby Pass doesn't have the like airing rights where where Multi Choice has rights or where whatever else or Sky or Fox have rights. So like, they only a viable platform here <laughs> in Asia. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, look, let's, well, I guess let's just very briefly talk about what Ben mentioned earlier. Uh, the SABC, which is the South African Broadcasting Corporation, um, initially they didn't have any of the rights to broadcast the Rugby World Cup in South Africa over TV or radio. All of those rights are controlled by Supersport, uh, a.k.a. Multi-Choice, Multi-choice. As, as Matt mentioned earlier. Um, and in short, uh, the SABC are broke due to uh, epic corruption, just to keep it brief. But apparently they have, sec- they have secured some... Uh, Broadcasting rights for select matches during the Rugby World Cup, but that's only on radio stations. Um, look, hey, dude, Jesus. you know what? It's better than nothing. I think it's very important no, that it occurs. It's not fucking better than nothing, Adam. They want to grow SA Rugby, right? 
And yeah. how the fuck is you grow it if you're keeping? I mean, the, like the least, like it's, it's no skin or fucking DSTV's back to give SABC, say, the box games and like the knockout games if the box get to the knockouts. I, I think it is probably a lot of skin. Maybe a delay broadcast could maybe yeah, work. Delay broadcast, sure. No, 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 but I, I want to I wanna say, are, are people buying DSTV just for the Rugby World Cup? Uh, I thought that I thought the multi-choice were putting on their compact package, their short one. Like, I don't want to go. Okay, out, go so, out so are people so. buying? So, maybe, so are there maybe. people who don't have DSTV who are saying, okay, I'm going to spend four hundred rand to to watch the Rugby World Cup this month, then presumably stop paying whatever. Maybe, so. but I don't know what the nature of those contracts are. Is, is that is that is that such a big market that they're gonna that they're willing to? I don't think so. That SABC, because because I would say maximum. They're gonna make. So like even 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 because so even if you say a hundred thousand people. <clears throat> hey. I don't the, know the people the people who are buying that are more than likely gonna be watching in a pub or something then anyway yeah so exactly it's the corporate licenses that the guys buy anyway so it's not even that's gonna be worth it so it Yo, really no, so, isn't so like i'm, I'm just I trying to think of the like, number because surely sabc must have offered them something like a few million yeah i would have taken that couple of million and the goodwill that comes from that couple of million well like apparently pissed off with multi-choice apparently it would have cost the sabc more than 400 million rand which uh to overseas listeners sorry rand Dollar is seven pounds eighty. No, it's twenty seven million dollars. Twenty seven million dollars to broadcast. And apparently, the SABC, um, they're still they're apparently still going to lose money on the deal announced. Uh, the spokesperson, William Tembu, said the agreement was struck. They're going to be able to broadcast the Springbok games, the semis and the final. On it's going to be on Radio Sonagense, the Afrikaans station, Radio Two Thousand, and also be on Muklobo. Uh, uh, Winena will also provide reports during the match. Uh, and then the SAPC acting CEO, Sylvia Cladi, said the public broadcasters were the fact that rugby is a love sport in our country. We are pleased that we are able to negotiate and get to a point where, in the interest of the public, we're fulfilling our mandate. The SAPC will be able to provide the public an opportunity to follow the Springboks on radio. Look, considering that they actually broke, um, uh, it's, uh, the fact they managed to sort something out is uh, okay. And uh, the, the nutshell is if. if over the last five or ten years, all the corruption. This is the result of that. This is how the public suffers from corruption. I, I, I've, ju- I've just come up. I've just come up with a brilliant plan. Uh huh. What's the plan? Okay. What they should do is have have a live broadcast of Seven Delon, like recorded live. Okay. Yeah. And in the in and the background the... of Seven <laughs> in the background of Seven Delon, the rugby's playing. And just as 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 the show continues, the camera just pans off the actors and just zooms in on the rugby screen and just plays that for all eighty minutes. What, what do you think? Uh, would be the worst. Look, we, <laughs> we, we all know <laughs> no one in multi choice is going to be watching. Yeah, also, and, and no one, no one will even be watching. So who cares? Like, also, then if you want maximum coverage of people to watch, you do it with generations, not seven to one. Uh. I'm, yeah, sure, I'm sure there's several uh, other series, uh, which, uh, I, I, which I don't live in. I don't live in South Africa. Apologise for everyone who's yelling. What Ben's so out of touch? He's an idiot. Uh, you do live in. You I do live in a foreign a, country. I am an idiot, but not, not, not because of that. Like I'm an idiot <laughs> for other reasons. 
All right, well, look, let's uh, let's leave it there. So we start talking about broadcasts and uh, politics. Uh, rather talk about politics on the field. So I mean, let's let's start get cracking on the games that have occurred up till today. First was Japan Russia. Uh, guys, good opening game. I did feel Japan were well nervous. Jeez, luck. First 20, 30 minutes, uh, they did not play to their normal stand, and they kind of kind of got to grips with the game in, in, into the second half. But a fun trivia question, who scored the first try of the Rugby World Cup of 2019? I, I mean, it, it was the, the Russian. Russian. What's his... I actually don't know his he, name. I don't know it was uh, 11 off that cheeky. It was like off that chip, cheeky chip kick. No, that, was a, tupo, that was a bomb. Yes, yeah, yeah. he, he butchered that super game. hard. Um, I, 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 I won't lie. If, if Jersey ru- club sides are comfortably beating that Russian team, Jersey is fucking a hot bit of rugby there. <laughs> because that, that Russian team was alright, eh? Like, it wasn't... Are we sure that... Yeah, yeah. I think... When you guys mentioned it was maybe just smoke and mirrors for that ju- that, that, that they lost against that Jersey side, I almost half believe those mind games. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, because yeah, it wasn't was broadcast on TV or whatever. Maybe they just put out, like, a score randomly. Yeah. Sorry, if you if you, if you uh, hear, like, a child, child in the background, there's a little baby... Somewhere outside my window, um, I just I, I can hear it <laughs> through my earphones. So, and you had a child? You're not telling us about? No, no, no I have not you had a child. Tell us about James Low Two. No, there's no James Low Two. <laughs> oh, Ben. That's the new rule at well, the podcast. Why would, why would it, so is Adam going to name his baby James Low Wakefield? No, that's no. the new rule. All the babies have to be named now James Low. No, 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 the what? The better James Low is an active one-upmanship. <laughs> the better James Low Wakefield. No? If you if you want, but to no, be honest, Adam, I know you're a relatively honest man, <laughs> and like you 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 don't know like when your kid just pops out. How do you know it's better than James Lowe? Um, I the don't. I don't. Yeah. I, no, I, I, it is it is actually it's not the original. That's half the problem. But I'm just imitating. But immediately, immediately, um, yeah. Actually, I don't want to. I don't want to. I, I do. I apologize. You're a, you're a, you're a, you're an echo of an echo. Yeah, I, I apologize. This whole analogy went south very quickly, but uh, Russia didn't go too south, I guess. I just thought. I mean, as you imagine, from a, a tier two slash three side, um, the attack was a little bit limited. I don't think they didn't lack heart. I will say that much. I, I give mad respect to them. They really try, thought, try their guts I out. The, I thought the attack the tries was the fucking heat when I watched. The trial was lacking. To, to be honest, I would have, I, I would have preferred if South Africa had Russia's instinct on attack. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I felt it wasn't that innovative. It was effective, kind of. But I mean, the, the fact they only scored ten points. No, they, they, sh- they shovel the ball to the wings. That's what we need to do. Fucking give I mean, it to that, Colby. Yeah. Did you guys, <laughs> did you see that picture of Rassi's half? Yeah. That, more tackles, more of this. Passing fucking ball to Colby. Yeah, what was what was that? What was actually there? By the way, I fuck knows. Fuck knows. I just found that one on Twitter. Oh, After it's, I read it. It's great though. Pass the ball to Colby. Um, yeah, look, Japan. I think definitely need to improve. That's for sure. Uh, I, I I think I was back them to. I uh, wasn't. I felt they didn't play with that much tempo. They weren't that much up tempo at all. And I was expecting expect them to move the ball quickly to try and move Russia around the pitch quickly, but I do feel that the event got to them to a certain degree. I, I think I think it's also hard to play these these minnow sides sort of tactically. Hmm. Because, because what do you really do? Do do you go out there and say, okay, 
we're going to play Russia as if they are New Zealand. You know, we're going to give them every every respect. We're not going to take risks. We're going to, you know, take this as... We're going we're gonna to take this as seriously as any other game. Well, not seriously. Maybe that's not the right word. But are we going to apply sort of um, first-tier tactics to them? Or are you going to be sort of a bit looser, a bit freer, try kind of disrupt them a bit? Because I, I do think um, Italy actually came up against the same problem against Namibia, mm. where they were trying to they were trying to play a bit. Well, I guess we'll talk about it later. But they were trying to play a bit too much. When if they mm. had just actually stuck to their structures and worked it through, I think they would have easily, well, more easily, just walked over Namibia. Well, you've actually. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't think the ta- tactics were quite right. To me, Japan almost afforded Russia too much respect. Yeah. Good mm. job, maybe. Well, I think you've given me a very, uh, very nice bridge into the next game we can chat about: uh, Australia, Fiji. Uh, first of all, Fiji were were great. I really must say, especially. Especially first 25, 30 minutes, uh, Fiji were absolutely excellent. But then, I know as we mentioned earlier in the pod, Reese Hodges' giant shoulder on, and forgive me, uh, the name has lost me, uh, the number seven, who scored the opening try after that break, uh, that uh, heat breakout. Um, What's his name? No, no, it's not Semi. Semi's one of the wings. Uh, fuck. Yep. I don't know, but I'm just going to say this. The Fijians, I think they have the best facial hair as a squad. Yeah, one of three types. They're just all, they all have, they're either the baby faces or they have just big lumberjack beards. There's just two options if you for Jim. Yeah. I, I like, I like that approach to facial hair. I either think you should be clean shaven or have a, have a big beard. There should yeah. be no in between. <laughs> so I don't know how you grow your big beard. You have to go live in the woods for like six months or something. Yeah, you know, you just take two weeks off. You just take two weeks off to grow in that first sort of past double and then mm-hmm. from there on you're allowed in society uh Paseli Yato if, if I take if I take if I take two weeks off I get like a, a Greek man's five o'clock shadow hmm. uh, I, I would honestly need about six weeks six months off to grow a proper beard uh so no, the, but you just need the foundation and then you're fine just the, lay the, the foundation the Fiji number seven was Paseli Yato uh, just to add that but yeah they, they had Australia under some serious pressure I think the first around about the first 30 minutes uh Ben Volavola uh, he also played very well uh, what you're just saying about Japan, Russia, sorry, it was Namibia, Italy. Uh, Australia were trying to play very, very fancy. And then I, think, I don't know who made the comment. It might have been Andrew Mertens, who was in the commentary box, uh, along with uh, the Australian commentator. commentator. Oh, it was... Wow, I've lost his name. Um, Phil Kearns? No, no, the, the fun one. He's not, he's not completely biased. Sean Maloney. Sean Maloney... Yeah, Sean Maloney, he was in the commentary box. Mertens made the point, says, uh, Australia were trying to play like play wow rugby very sophisticated trying to say fancy as soon as they reverted to more simple stuff keeping it tight playing a bit more direct being less fancy suddenly they slowly got a grip in the game and they took control of the game with their greatest structure and also to credit to australia the scrum was very dominant as well which i think is a very very good point that's very salient ben the the australian scrum isn't that shit isn't shit isn't really Mm -mm. like it used to be a big weakness of theirs and it's not really it's not you know they're not running over teams but this scrum's alright they they sort of I think they still because their scrum obviously got better when Ledesma was their scrum coach at right about that time and I think yeah they're still hanging on to the few lessons he's learned he gave them Um, Do, do you think Ledesma just has some sort of scrumming coupon which Australia has at the moment, and he had to take it from Argentina, 
And now yeah. that's why Argentina They've got some scrubbing talisman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, overall, what do you think of... Uh, look, I think Fiji in, in the end kind of ran out of steam and, and tactically Australia got to grips with Fiji at two. Um, I did think Fiji's defence was very intense. But overall, I think for Australia's performance, what did you overall think about it? I, I think it's a good result. Tough game. Uh, but no, they... no. I, I think... I think of of sort of the the contenders, I would say Australia is probably the happiest with their with their performance. Mm. Maybe, maybe Ireland, but yeah, um, they're very good too. Yeah, Ireland. I don't know. Yeah, what's what's England and them doing at the moment? It's twenty-eight. But England, no matter no matter what happens against Tonga, like England, like they're not going to like gain anything. No, it's twenty-eight. No, no, they're not going to gain anything, but they need to, they they stand to lose something. Twenty-eight. Yeah, like twenty-eight-three or forty-eight-three. Twenty-eight-three at the moment, sixty minutes in. Fuck! Yeah. I super brewed by sixty-eight, so I'm. Yeah, that's a bit high as yeah, well. But super a shamble. Like the first day, I only got two out of fucking four because I played with my heart, not my brain. Yeah, so did I. Um, but we'll move on. But yeah, I think Australia were very good. It was very interesting about uh, Pocock Cooper. Cooper had a very good game. Must say. One thing I always say about him, he's absolutely Jesus, fearless. I've seen there's a blatant fucking where he comes in from like the side. It's like McC- it's not even McCaw S because McCaw was never that fucking blatant. Oh, like, he was. He just comes in from the... No, 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 dude. You must see this. Like, he literally, like, he, he comes in and, like, cleans one of the Fijians out by, like, his hip. Like, he comes around the side and just climbs into the Fijian <laughs> from his hip. Like, I'm like, no, man, my dude, you can't do that. Um, no, but yeah, it, there is a bit, like, I know Twitter's going on a bit about it, but the, the rucks are very free and loose at the moment. Like, obviously, refereeing is quite responsive, so maybe they will tighten it up going forward. I also but... think referee nerves play a part, kind of. I mean, they are yeah, human. They are human. Huge, yeah. So, but I don't think any of the refereeing has been decisive. Maybe Bar we can mention it now, Hodges' red card, which as, as should have been, and you're likely to get banned for three, four weeks. The worst part is um, it resulted in a, in a concussion, which isn't ideal. So let's say a Hodge does get suspended. And just if you want to check it out, ladies and chat, ladies and gents, please have a look on Twitter. Shoulder introduced to face. Um, that's a very very familiar, similar to Sonny Bull against the British Irish Lions a couple of years ago. Who takes his spot at 14? That's a bit of an area of weakness for Australia. Um, is Haley Petty in the squad? Yeah. Yeah, I would because he's basically the poor man's Hodge, so chuck him in there. Yeah, pretty much. Um, actually, all right, but yeah, uh, good good results for Australia. We're just moving on to oh, I actually didn't get to watch this game. I had a family thing. France Argentina. I just watched the highlights. Uh, France in in a nutshell, based in that France on fire, Argentina on fire. France win with a, a, a late minute drop goal. But uh, classic classic France. I'm sorry. Well, did you guys watch the game? I watched some I've, of it. I've watched the highlights. I was playing golf. Uh, well, Matt, what do you what do you think? Chairman, I feel bad for Argentina because I think that's the one they should have that they should have won that just to that to sort of make themselves more comfortable going through. Well, but, yeah, they got to beat England now, isn't it? Now they've got to beat England. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, that's a bit of a tall order. It's, but it's cla- But hey, mate, you know what? Maybe maybe England fucks up and France somehow beats England as well. And like France and Argentina are the two that go, Jesus, I want to live in that world. 
You know what? That is not that is not outside the realms of uh, possibility. But just looking at the stats for the game, if this thing can refresh, uh, yeah, Argentina. It's weird, hey. So I think how things France happened. had some France had some nice like their tries. Were no, actually Argentina tries. overall, uh, particularly second half, sixty-three versus thirty-seven percent possession, and then time the opponents off, sixty-two percent versus. So they dominated territory over the course of the game, and possession. But interesting, they made less meters, less carries, less defenders beaten. Uh, more, well, they conceded less tackles. It's weird. The team is playing less rugby at the moment in in certain ways, particularly the top end. Apparently, appear to be winning, uh, which, which I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, yeah, uh, that's a tough result for Argentina. Might have to beat England essentially, but maybe you're right. France maybe does them a favor. I wouldn't say Argentina are not incapable of beating England as well. So I think the story still has to run, but it's a huge, uh, I mean, huge result in the group thus far, just to see. Uh, I wish we could give more analysis, but unfortunately we haven't watched too much of it. Uh, the one guy I will compliment is uh, Foucault. <laughs> Not uh, the psychologist, I'm uh, probably pronouncing his surname incorrectly. The French 12, um, Gaël mm-hmm. Foucault. He, uh, I've always rated him as a player, and I scored a very nice try as well. But also I saw that Virimi um, Vakatawa, the French 13 also had a, had a quite a good game, involved in a lot of the good stuff uh, that occurred. Uh, any further comment just on the France Argentina game, by the way? Yeah, um, I feel both both teams played to their their stereotype in a way. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, totally believable. But yeah, I don't know. It's, it irritates me a bit. Like commentating's got very lazy, you know, like. Like they just bang on about the, oh the mercurial French. You never know what French team will show up. Like, like yo, we get it. Can you actually add some proper insights? Like that's all we ever. I don't know. Irritated. Yeah, well, no, well, there's there's a lot to be left wanting about uh, certain commentary, but uh, I think we'll not chat about it at this stage. Uh, Italy, Namibia. Italy winning 40-odd, 20-odd, uh, but I think as the coach said, I watched it, but again, Namibia were um, good value for their 20 points. Uh, I think that score kind of flatters Italy somewhat. Mm. Thoughts? Uh, no, I feel Italy were pretty much in control of the game. I feel Namibia gave a good a good showing of themselves. So, look, I don't think... I think Namibia definitely can walk away with their heads held high. Yeah. And I think Canada will be... Canada is an interesting game to target for a win for them. Namibia? No. Yeah, I would say based on that, if they if they kind of put in that performance, they can... They should theoretically... I'm saying that I don't really know what Canada's form is like, but they should... Potentially give Canada a good run. Did you see his first try? Oh, yes. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that was heat, yeah. Second phase position. Yeah, well, it, was a, it, was a, it was a proper try. It wasn't just like against to run a play or whatever. It was mm. just like no, a line break, some good hands. Like, yeah, I know, 100%. Um, but yeah, then I think Italy, I know they end up getting a penalty try, but then gradually turned to screws uh, as well. But, I mean, this, is, this is something that Ant, Ant was saying that a penalty. I thought Ant said a penalty try has to result in a yellow card. No, not not necessarily. I think it more often than not oh, does, depending. Because surely, if let's say the referee gives a penalty try at a scrum time, which is what happened to Namibia in this game, 
they're, they're, they're really they're being penal, penalized as such. It's not necessarily foul play. They're just being. Yeah, but, they were yeah, actually penalized. I think it was it was on like the second because I think Italy scrammed, got a penalty, scrammed again, penalty try. It's normally more of a like a frustration. Get a last warning, yeah, like. Like you, be, yeah, you're supposed to be giving the yellow because you've been given a warning already by that point. Yeah, yeah, something of that nature. So, uh, but yeah, no, good result. I guess good result for Italy. I saw it, it came bucketing down. There hasn't been that many games. I mean, with all these predictions of some of the games where it'd be raining, particularly the Bok game, which I did not. But I saw in Italy it came bucketing down. So I'm interested to see how teams adapt to the wetter weather. Let's see what else do we have here? Ah, Ireland, Scotland. I think Ireland won 27-9. I have a result in front of me. Let's see. They yeah. look like a very much a typical Irish performance. I mean, yeah, uh, they just ma- yeah. Like I, s- I watched the first half and I fell asleep. And, yeah. <laughs> is, is that a, is that an indictment uh, of it's I- Irish rugby? It's Northern Hemisphere rugby, my man. It's Northern Hemisphere rugby. Um, they they CJ just, they just sort of squeeze the life out of it. Yeah, they squeeze the life out of a team and then they just manage to pick up. So like it's pure Joe Schmidt mm. Island rug. So like if you if that's what you like, then you're going to be incredibly happy with that game. CJ Stunder had a good break. I remember that. I remember seeing that and enjoying that. Well, first first Irish try. I'm just having a look here. Oh, okay, it's a missed tackle um, by the Scottish two and the four and the. Four. Hogden slammed down that match. Yeah. Okay, it would be would it be fair to call Irish rugby Schmidt ball. After Gatlin ball. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not Gatlin ball. It's called Warren ball. <gasps> Shit, you're right. Oh, it's Gatlin ball, surely. No, no, it's Warren ball. It's Warren ball. Ben, you, for someone who hates Wales, you'd be very informed about their start of rugby. Uh, no one knows the butcher better than no one knows the cow <laughs> better than the butcher. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well said. Uh, but yeah, I, I, what was interesting, I think um, Johnny Sexton, he had a leg injury. So then Conor Murray, he was doing a bit of the goal kicking during the game. But yeah, it appeared to be a typical Irish performance. Structure, set phases, took the opportunities. Though, interestingly, their second try came from a Scottish era, very much like the South African game, in a sense. That resulted, I mean, we were very lucky to only concede a penalty then. But uh, a pass is, uh, I think a pass got cooked or something like that. Through to Russell. He dropped the ball and then it got kicked. Um, but yeah, I was just wondering about this because this is going to be Scotland's hardest game in the, in, excuse me, Ireland's hardest game in the pool stages, right? I mean, they've got to pace Japan. Japan, I think, offer a slightly different type of threat compared to Scotland. They may be similar in certain ways, moving the ball from the breakdown point, uh, trying to spread it wide because their pack necessary, former dominance isn't the way they're going to go. Um, but it's, I mean, people are really talking about the quarterfinals now, which yeah, we should be careful of talking about too much. But this this win and South Africa's loss puts Ireland on a course to facing us, all things being equal, right? Do you think Ireland they they run the risk of coming in slightly undercooked? Because I know that the Scotland faced Japan last in their pools on the last pool stage games. Uh, do you think Ireland do, do run the slight risk of coming in against South Africa if? No, uh, like, being a little bit you, you know what? Say, say what you say what you will about Ireland. They they're a very professional team. Like they they gonna oh, they're a... gonna prepare properly. Yeah, they they are the definition like, of professional in a weird way. Actually. Yeah, but hmm. but like like if it was a more sort of um, say like Fiji, if Fiji say knocked over Australia now, and then um, 
I don't know, somehow played like their B team against Wales or whatever, mm. and just, you know, beat the other teams in their group, then I'd be like, yeah, because to me, it doesn't seem like they would, but Ireland, they forward looking, like they're definitely going to, they'll kind of give players good exposure, they'll, you know, try a few different things in their other games, and they'll, they'll be ready. And they'll test so us under the high ball, that's for sure. Um, but I'm just seeing Conway's trying now. That's all that... Yeah, no, it is, it is something that, um, that we weren't... Yeah, Gavin was saying that that's what they should revert back to, so maybe, maybe Joe Schmidt is a confirmed listener, huh? Uh, I think he is. He's very thorough. He's very thorough. He just it takes in all the information he can. He diligently watches us or listens to us watch a squid. Yeah, but like us, all, all coaches should watch. Yeah, or like us, even as you, as you said before, Ben, even a blind squirrel finds an acorn now and then, just like us. You know? So, uh, yeah, well, a good um, good, good win for Ireland. Steady setting up the platform for, I guess, a, a, a nice one to get out the way. How do you feel about these major games happening first up instead of maybe later on during the weeks how do you feel about that it's not it's, it's the draw like you I know it's the draw you can't like tailor it to no, I don't you know I I personally I, I, sorry I, I would have preferred if we had played a game before New Zealand yeah, yeah I would have preferred if we played a game before New Zealand but I like it because now we know everyone's fit and ready for the games. That's the, the nice thing. Everyone's playing everyone at full strength, at least. Mm. And look, did we'll, you, we'll get that you, We are going to talk about New Zealand Tonga now. New Zealand Tonga? England Tonga? Uh, England Tonga, sorry. I haven't watched the game, um, unfortunately, so yeah, because we're only, doing yeah. this. I think we're maybe... Oh, yeah, actually, maybe we should talk about it on Wednesday. Yeah. But um, England are pretty much playing their full strength side, eh? Yeah, mm. I checked that. Yeah, I had a look now at the lineup. Which I thought was quite weird because they have France and Argentina, which are two big games. Yeah, but you kind of do want to warm up your mm. first string side for one of those yeah. games at least. Yeah, 100%. You don't want to come in cold. I think you want you guys to get a bit of a feel of the tournament, humidity. And I mean, a Pacific Island team is such a good team to get someone warmed up to against, I think. Yeah. No, but Especially... I don't know. But then there's not much value in the in the air quotes B team if they're only going to play against I don't who's the other team in that group I'm not sure actually. the USA um, yeah USA mm. 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 Was, it, was it I last night at the bra I was laughing uh, the one girl she was getting harassed by one of her friends from Ireland like ah you guys suck look we're top of the log and all that and I was just like no just just tell, tell the dude have you ever played in a World Cup semi-final and he's like, no, no, but this. And I was like, yeah, but just stick on that point. World Cup semi-final. Ask him if, he's, if they've ever played in one. <laughs> he stopped being cocky very quickly. Do, 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 you know what, do you know what I do when people who, like, obviously don't know much about rugby, like, chirp me? You know, like, you're wearing your South African jersey or whatever, and someone, oh, the Boca suck or whatever, says that, say that to you? Yeah. I, just, I just get I get really technical with them. I'll yeah. be like, yeah, but we're still working our way into this inside-out defensive pattern, and like, you know, when when there's a two, when there two, when there two men over and the wing pitches, obviously it does it does create that mismatch. But we are working to nullify, and they just like, uh, okay, and yeah, they just so. go away. So, so any anyone out there, I'm sure there are a lot of people listening yeah. to this pod who do get grief like that. I, I recommend that just get get really really just cool. lean into it, and then people like that just go away. Yeah. 
Uh, quick, quick update, England. Sorry, I know this isn't live. 35-3 uh, against Tonga. So that wasn't the thrashing we all expected. But... Oh, that's this game of yeah, virtually that was the, they just scored a try in the seventy six minutes. That was two couple of minutes ago. Yeah, so okay. yeah, not, not that impressive. I yeah, think it's okay. They just need to score six tries in the next minute. Like five minutes for me to get my super brew. <laughs> yeah, I'm one one woefully, woefully away. Yeah, my super brew is a little closer. I'm on twenty one, so I'm I'm also outside the match point, mm. but still. Right. Well, it's it's not time for the main event, I guess, from our perspective. South Africa versus New Zealand. Uh, just can I get a quick headline verdict from this, the two of you? Uh, and then I'll, I'll just quickly mention Alex's rating part tweet, which is picking up serious heat on Twitter. So Ben, the game in a headline. Uh, I'm not as unhappy as you would think I would be. Okay, Matt, uh, your one liner for the game, your lead. I'm sorry, I'm not lead. I apologize. Yeah, yeah, ditto. <laughs> no, really, on the I'm second sorry. page, there's Ben's headline and yours is yeah, ditto. Yeah, ditto. <laughs> that's, that's lazy hashtag writing. That's what she said. Hashtag, that's what she said. Yeah. Um... No, but no, like, uh, I mean, we can rant, we can say like this went wrong, this better. But I mean, like in the grand scheme of things, we didn't play absolutely horrendously. Okay. There are things that the team can consider that yeah. they did effectively and that and I think the 10 point lead also doesn't necessarily properly reflect Jeez, like, that's a, that's a hell of a that's a hell of a headline no and no 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 you see it was yeah no what he said and then underline and then just oh, you mean, uh, the, 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 the super long subheading uh, yeah fair mine would be no, no, I'm just I, I was I was I was happy uh-huh. with the defense because, you know, Rossi says he wants to limit teams to whatever it is, 17 points. Mm. And I think we are, we are close enough to that mark that, fine. But we yeah, just I mean, didn't, we didn't score enough points. That was the problem. Yeah. I feel I, we can, we could have won that game with New Zealand scoring as many points as they did. Mm. The problem was we didn't, really, we didn't score enough points. Yeah. I mean, Obviously, my, that's always the problem when you lose, you didn't yeah. score enough points. But you know what I mean. Yes. Uh, I think that could ball to elaborate on that. My, my heading would be... Um, Wellington revisited, except South Africa lost. Uh, the, ga- the game in many ways reminded me in a microcosm about what happened in Wellington, where we were pushing up, we were, we were very dominant in the first 20 minutes, and then New Zealand, particularly once Pollard hit the post, I was watching with my dad, and I, I think you could just see yeah. the vein popping in my head, I was just thinking, fuck, you know? You need everything to go right when playing New Zealand, and then suddenly the momentum shifted, same as when Colby did that wonderful break down... Oh, I'll just quote Matthew Pierce. Went down, did that awesome break down the right. Um, You've you, you got to officially hang up your podcast. I and, know. And, uh, yeah. You could just see suddenly the momentum changed uh, very quickly. So, yeah, it wasn't a disaster. And I feel in Wellington, New Zealand kind of created a similar sort of opportunities, in a sense, capitalizing on Bok weaknesses. Uh, like, their try in Wellington was a Bok mistake... Who, I think Vimuna went up the middle, you got turned over, ball got turned over, bam, to Barrett, wide, try. There, there are two tries. One, suddenly my memory's gone blank. I'm just trying to think who scored their one try. Uh, Barrett through the gap, offloaded to Bridge. I feel like, oh, I think it was off a Pollard, I think it was maybe off a knock-on. Damn it, I actually, I actually can't remember. I'm just going to bring up the highlights. But yeah, uh, that being said, so that's kind of my header. Alex's tweet... If you want to find him, uh, Alex the Tar on Twitter. It's got 208 likes, pretty a record. Someone on the pod. 
Ray Keeler's performances in that game, and I think, I think he really nails it. Uh, first, Chesney Colby, he was outstanding. We'll chat a bit more about that. Burton Barrett, it's interesting that Mwanga went off, I think, with about 15, 10 minutes left, and Barrett slipped in at number 10. And you got to, you bring a guy like Ben Smith off the bench. What a nice feeling, hey? Security blanket having a guy like Ben Smith at the back. We've uh, got our own security blanket in that, that front row, that reserve front row. Yeah, piece what, well. well, rest in peace, Chevin, you're kind of angry. We did. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. uh, Ali Severe, third. Uh, Peter Steph to Toy, fourth. Then you have the rest of the All Blacks, fifth. <laughs> Jerome Garcia, sixth. The rest of the Springboks, seventh. Hundred Pollard, eighth. And Vili LaRue, ninth. Uh, I feel like he's being a bit harsh on, on uh, Dwayne Vermeulen, and maybe he'd sneak in above Garcia, uh, or maybe uh, tied with him. That, I think that, in a way, in a nutshell, sums it up. Uh, how good Chesson Colby, and how bad do you feel? He was playing a 10 out of 10 game. And then he gets uh, shot bootlace passes from Vili LaRue, which I wouldn't say butchered the try, but it reduced the chances of scoring from like 6.5 out of 10 to a 2. Yeah, no. Um, we've always said Vili on attacks, that kind of player that, you know, you, you roll the dice of it when you play him, and, you know, it wasn't his day yesterday. Okay, Matt? Yeah. Hello? Yeah, there you go. Hey, so, yeah. So, what was that? I was just so, so lost in Robot Ben's voice. Yeah, you'd, you'd go very robot. You know, just so, to so, no, Colby. Yeah. Colby are playing everyone else in his team. God, yeah. But, I mean, by the looks of it, that's now Colby's modus operandi just to be the best player on the team, right? Because, I mean, from, from what I've checked in playing in France as well, he just fully pushes forward like that as well. So, I'm very interested to see what happens. Yeah, I love him. I love him. Let's just say that I love him. No, I just hope that his ankle's fine. Um, oh, fuck yes, he went down crutching his ankle. God. Yes, so not not exactly ideal. Yeah, well, yeah, because that wasn't ideal. Peter Steph went down clutching his knee. Not ideal. Trevor looks like he's done. Yeah, Trevor's mm. done because he was nursing an injury when he came. Honestly. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So, I don't know what's... So, in terms of attrition, not great. Hopefully, if if Colby and Peter Steph are fine, uh, obviously I'm not happy if Trev's injured, but... I'm assuming neither of those two, Colby or, or Peter Steph, are going to be playing Namibia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, no, I, I think I think, they, I think they'll be fine unless something's broken, basically. Or yeah. The, I mean, people... I think people, uh, look, there's a, I know even on the Facebook group, ERB, Vili, he's producing a lot of hate. Uh, he, is, he is very much a player that divides opinion. I know we even <laughs> tweeted about it tongue in cheek. Oh, he must be dropped immediately. Yeah, early this morning. There. There's no space in the squad for them. Yeah, I, I mean, look, a couple of points. He didn't really do that well, particularly first half, particularly under the high ball, which is concerning. I know it's meant to be humid, blah, blah, blah. But these guys have been training in the sea sort of conditions now for a few weeks. Also, Pollard knocked on a couple of times. Flaff de Klerk, his skew pass uh, I think came from the 10 meter line that's what led to after Pollard first missed the kick Sunny New Zealand get the ball who kicked it on and see it was Mwanga credit to Mpimpi by the way for hunting down Mwanga and doing so well I do think Mpimpi was very lucky to not get yellow carded by the way like he didn't show any daylight or whatever when going for the ball so you know people complain about Garcia's refereeing etc and y'all look at Overall, the rucks weren't exactly well-pleased, now it was the offside line. But point I was making to my wife, 
for example, is it's about which team takes advantage of the referee's understanding of the game at that very moment best. And New Zealand just did so, you know? But that, it's just that's the game. That, that, those are the parameters you play by. So New Zealand yeah. and, and the excellent at doing it, they know where to push the limits. If they can see the referee's not policing uh, the offside line, for example, they'll try to push it. So I, I'm not going to blame Garcia too it. much. So it wasn't a great performance. Yeah. I, was, I was chatting to someone about this as well. Like New Zealand have a lot more game awareness than South Africa. Totes. Because I think what 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 we what we interpret as bias refing is actually just bad refing. Yeah. And because they clock onto it quicker, it it comes off as biased against us. When New Zealand have seen, okay, the ref is fucking letting us do letting people do whatever they want at the rucks. So they 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 straight away, okay, I don't know if they have a if they had a huddle or whatever and be like, hey, have you have you checked this guy? He's fucking blowing nothing. Let's go for it. Mm, they do, or they if, do it often. Um, if it's just something the the players sort of naturally naturally sort of pick up on. But I find the 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 Springboks aren't aren't very like uh, responsive, reactive, whatever you want to uh, call it. Really? Because suddenly no, sorry. we we are just fizzled out. We looked like we had no fucking clue until halfway, half time. After half time, we come back with a plan because obviously Rossi gave them the plan, but they didn't have any. No, no one was stepping up during the during the half and be like, okay, guys, listen, the ref's doing this. Listen. Uh, Whatever, I, I'm. Are we, we we seeing some space here? Listen, the kicking game isn't working. Listen, but like like no one no one was reacting to the the game situation. It's like they had their plan and they were going to stick to that plan mm. until Rusty changed the plan at half time. Yeah, the only time we like, actually re- so to me. Yeah, sorry, I was going to interrupt. Yep, to you. Uh, and sorry. And I know like a, a lot of people admire him, but I'm that that's got to that's got to fall on Khaleesi's shoulders. Mm. He's got to, He's got to be the one, the one driving, driving the the on field. Because Rusty can have the best fucking plan in the world, but sometimes your plans don't work because people, because you know that's how it's like it's like chess or whatever. Like, you know, Hansen makes a move, Rusty makes a move, but the problem is Hansen's little fucking pawns can also move by themselves. Rusty's pawns <laughs> can only be moved by Rusty. That's the. Mm. Uh, I don't know if that's the greatest chess analogy. No, but, but I mean, you know, look, Rusty's no, fucking stood on Newlands with a set of disco lights instructing the players on the field what to do. Oh, oh fuck, well, maybe the next stadium we play on, uh, hopefully it's rigged up yeah. with disco lights, because to, to me, to me, that's what, obviously there were technical weaknesses, like Vili wasn't great under the high ball, Pollard yeah. was Pollard was knocking a lot of balls on and stuff, like, I also think I don't think our support play was great as well. No, it wasn't. Like we we they weren't necessarily stealing the ball at the rucks, but they were definitely slowing the ball down significantly at the rucks. Let's say that, and and I think all of that, but that that's that's all technical stuff. That's when when they've outplayed us. Their ability has been better than our ability. But to me, the uh, the biggest problem in that game was New Zealand were thinking on their feet and South Africa weren't. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, it's as uh, I know Brendan Nell. He's written an article on supersport.com. He spoke about uh, two moments. He's just like Andre's kick when he hit the post and fast pass. And from then on, you could see New Zealand, their game awareness is really ticking in. And just to add to your point, Ben, whenever, often they have the camera on Reed when they're having a drinks break or whatever, Reed is constantly talking, constantly talking to his players, you know, um, just because he may be directing traffic. I don't know. The, I just, it just goes to show the communication levels are high. And I mean, just look at the highlights now. Uh, I'm just trying to see here. Yeah, it was a 
it was a Dwayne Vermeulen knocked on kick, not Dwayne, Dwayne, that led to that try uh, with Moanga's little kept little kicks. Oof. Yeah, Severis, Demi, Mapimpi. Mapimpi, not his finest, finest game in defense, um, unfortunately. Do you think Sabu and Corsi is not, he'll probably play in the next game? Do you think Mapimpi has to worry about his place going forward? He did get skinned by Reese. Um, well, and Corsi is a, a 14. Like, yeah. has, he, has, he, has he ever played 11? Did he play? Didn't he play? Yeah, I think he played once or twice at Super Rugby. They put what's his face on oh. 14. Well, after and then can you switch Colby to 11, and then of course he at 14. Yeah, maybe. Colby, Colby no, I think, I think, Colby to... I think, I think Twitter's shouting Colby to 15, get Col- rid of Billy, and then in course. But Colby's, Colby's never played for, Colby's never played 15 for the box. So. No, no, no one's played 15 for the box besides no, Billy. No, now's not the time. Look, I think look, Billy Larue no, was no, very much below par. No, no, um, like I say, I'm just calling what. Was saying. No, 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 hundred percent. Uh, look, Billy was blo- like our whole backline spine nine, ten, fifteen, or below par, and you need those guys to play well to really get a result. But I don't know if it was you or someone else in the group made the point that you can't just throw out four years of planning to suddenly just because of one bad result. And they said the box did some good things, did a lot of good things. And also, guys, let's let's remember they fucking New Zealand. I know what the rankings say, but New Zealand are the best team in the world. No, so no, that's not the best part. I love this. You know, just because, because, like, like, like we we treating this like our fucking loss to Japan, and really, <laughs> it's you know, you're not quite good, guys. Like, at least not. Well, I mean, Anthony let a Brad's breakout. He receives the ball in the wing, cuts inside, and he targets. Yeah, he targets our our hooker and our number five, and creates a gap. Uh, let Scott Barrett score. So I think you're right. This was it is the best team in the world, but I don't think they are invincible. So there is hope for South Africa, but we just need to execute better. There's also, it was Pollard who knocked on initially, which, which like, you don't want to talk about cause and effect, but that phase of play led led to Leonard Brown cutting into the gap. So look, well played New Zealand, um, and South Africa did win the second half. We were much more direct, and again, like I can't compliment Ches and Colby enough. Uh, but he was rude, not great for his pass. Uh, some other part of Peter Steph's toy, excellent again. And, and people complain about the refereeing. When he had that second breakout, New Zealand turn over the ball, and then it's get, it gets intercepted again. Very good argument to say that the South African player who made that intercept was offsides. So, you know, it, it, we've got the rub of the green both ways. We, if the Pepe had been yellow carded in the first half, New Zealand would have capitalised. We've maybe gotten even more messy. And the box didn't lie down. I also liked Pollard's game awareness uh, for that drop goal. As the far point when you talk about game awareness, the only time, and you could even hear Jean de Villiers in his commentary saying that South Africa needs to vary their attack, well, especially at line-out time. We're always mauling, not going anywhere. The one time we decide to actually send it to the back to the first phase ball, we make 20 meters. So we need a bit more of that variation. I think, I think you're also right. Result, not great, but also yeah. against the world's best team and... Maybe you want to lose now. Uh, sorry to counter my points a bit earlier. You want to lose now, then later, in a certain sense. But come quarterfinal time, we're going to need to be honoured against Ireland. I still, I still back us, particularly our physicality against Ireland. But uh, maybe, maybe yeah. it's learning it. But maybe Rossi's also uh, learning I, a bit more. I, I don't. Currently, depending on like obviously the situation will be, we'll know a lot more at the time. But I do feel Ireland don't. Offer a huge amount of variety on attack. No, they're... so I can't. I can't really see them scoring enough points to beat us. To be honest, 
but then also I can't really see us scoring enough points to beat them. <laughs> yeah, because so. Ireland play a lot like us. We, we... <laughs> yeah, so I, I guess we're looking at a... This we're is looking at a, 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 a draw. Yeah, it's a 6-3 thriller. Yeah, jeez. Oh. Uh, two, two drop kicks by Pollard and one from Sexton to to oh. win it. Dad Furlong scored a nice try for Ireland, though. Yeah, he did. But Power I, just, I just missed that. Like I went to do something and I just came back and I saw Tad said it. I was like, "Fuck! I missed a prop try. I love a prop." Prop tries. Are, I don't know what's more more fun: a prop try or like a lock cantering in from like the out, outside the twenty-two for a try. It is one thing that locks are generally quite fast once they sort of get into their stride. Yeah, it's like a giraffe. Like giraffes are, are not burst speed animals; they're long distance runners. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think we we're feeling feeling too bad about it. I, I do think the one call that irritated people was when the box. I think I think they tried to cross kick. Vili got it turned, put through a, a kick towards the back, and then it was called for offside by the line. Yeah, well, that was a weird one. Yeah, and it's the pretty but much I did the linesman. Like he just because I, I watched the video of that and he didn't signal or whatever. So he must have. Oh no, maybe he's mic'd up or whatever. Uh, you heard the crowd boo. Because I mean, the players already advanced for whole the whole phase. Uh, and it looked negligible. No, but, but it's, it's good. I, I really I really like the assistant referees calling offside. Because I think mm. offside ruins games. It does. If teams constantly sit sort of... Um, There's still sit kind of... The French had a blatant one earlier today. Yeah, uh, it's on Twitter as well. The guy who did the, the tweet. The intercept try. Yeah, with two guys massively offsides. But I think what will also that happen is, from, from the refereeing side, the referee is also going to be culled because they, they, these performances are being assessed game by game. And come the quarterfinals, you're going to get the best four referees in the tournament will be pushed through. Um, and, you know, if you see the likes of, like, Wayne Barnes, he's retiring after this. Uh, you might see Ben O'Keefe. That he also missed the shoulder charge. So it'll be very interesting to see who comes through. Even Ramon Putt. I actually tend to like Ramon Putt, by the way. Uh, I don't think he's a, he's a very good referee. Um, and Garcia, he didn't have the best day, but it doesn't make him a bad referee overnight. He just didn't have a very good performance. And as we said, South Africa didn't really... Uh, I think where we... Because Southern Hemisphere referees tend to sort of... Um, like, they're, they're a lot more vocal. They're almost like, okay, roll away. You've, you've had it. You've missed it. Go. Mm. No, don't try again. Six, get out of there. You know, like they talk. And I didn't... Maybe he just wasn't mic'd up on the feed I had, but I didn't hear a peep out of Garcia. I don't have a, I don't have a problem with referees not talking, by the way. Um, it does get to a point where I think it's no, a little no, bit I, too I, much. Yeah, I, I don't either. Like, why should the referee have to tell you the rules? But, you know, when you become used to that and then suddenly, like, you're given the crutch and then the crutch gets pulled away, like, you... Mm. Yeah, do you know what? Hopefully, like, hopefully we learn from this performance. I think we will. Uh, I think we will. Um, no, it's not devastated. It was just, uh, I guess you're right. South Africans, we live or die, particularly if you like your rugby by the performance. And, uh, of the I also think Alex got Alex got his ratings wrong. Uh, the actual people who were the worst were the commentators. Uh, yeah, I think at some point when New Zealand were on top in the first half, I think it was the final 10 minutes or 15 minutes, the word shit I'm sure of it slipped out of Shemi's mouth because the spring box had been shit. That's what he said. And I was sitting with, with my dad and my wife and we were saying, wait, did he just say shit? <laughs> Live on air. And then we just spoke about it in the group and then, I don't know if it was you, Ben. You just said, oh, yeah. it's Alex. No, but also at, at, one, at one point they kept on calling the spring box we. 
Yeah. I don't, uh, but there I, is, uh, I just, there's always that argument. Like, one of the few times where I don't mind the whole we and us is the national side. But, like, when it's like you're fr- like the Stormers or whatever, then you're not in the Stormers. You mm. can fuck off. But, like, the national side. No, like, no. Okay, oh, I don't, I don't think it should ever be we. The commentators should be neutral. Because so yeah, okay, many commentators. Yeah, yeah, so or mixed. Like, like it's their fucking job, and they don't know like the Tongan players' names. So you get like this whole commentary comes from like the the English perspective, which is just like someone call it neutrally. Like I, I honestly don't think we should have the when South Africa are playing, we shouldn't have South African commentators at the World Cup. Well, we should do with like the here. English people should commentate on the South African games or mm. whatever because it's just you don't get a. I don't know, it pisses me off. No, it does. We should, I think rugby should revert to more what cricket does. Uh, they mix the commentary teams across nationalities. Yeah, if there's two... Excuse me, look, I know the game's a lot longer, so you need a bigger commentary team. But uh, they mix it. Like, I would, would have loved to, let's say, you have a Matthew Pierce or Shimmy in the box with a couple of Kiwis commentators. You know, instead of giving you one bias... Maybe they could... Maybe they could. Maybe they could learn something from them. That would be nice, because the fact that I have to listen to Matthew Pierce and, and uh, Shimmy bleat on for the entire World Cup upsets me. I'd rather I said, I'd rather hear a totally who's neutral perspective. Africa, out of curiosity, who's doing Afrikaans? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, sorry, that's a fair point. I, I, I only understand English, pretty much, so I, I don't listen to the Afrikaans commentary. That's a bit different. That, then you're talking right. about, uh, that's a linguistic issue. So if you need guys to do Afrikaans, do Afrikaans. Yeah, but Afrika- Afrikaans commentary is technical, hey? Like, I've heard it's good. Yeah. Like, you know, even, I, think he, I think even if you speak good Afrikaans, you have to know rugby as well. Like, yeah. they, they talk proper... Yeah, you know, like, they just like, oh, huge just... hit the whole time. They, they like, they're informed. No, no. I don't because I know, remember... I don't, I don't know Afrikaans. This is what the Sotis have heard, that the Afrikaans commentary is outstanding. So it's very I'm just saying, the last World Cup had... Talks van Linda and Quibbers Visa for the South African games as the commentary duo, mm. and they were they, they they are technical, but they also have because I mean they've been mates and played together for so fucking long in that that they've actually got yeah. good score and good bands as commentators together. Yeah, so I'm I'm, I'm, hope, I'm wondering if that's I obviously can't I'm, can't I'm stuck with English wherever I'm watching, but that's mean, what I'm curious. Yeah, you mean Matthew Pierce? Kill me now. I mean, we, we saw his notes. He's very—he's uh, great for trivia, but in terms of technical analysis uh, across the South African commentary landscape, they are so, sorely lacking. At least when it comes to the Kiwi commentators and even the Aussie guys, they throw in a bit of uh, analysis here and there. Irish are great. Well. Yeah, you're right. Actually, spot on. English, not so much. Particularly with Stuart Barnes. Uh, he's just well, who's worse, us or Australia? <sighs> what from a, an analysis uh, point of view? Austra- I'd say I'd say uh, us. No, Australia, Australia. What makes Australian commentators are better are better commentators. They just irritate us. The 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 objectively the worst commentators are the Welsh. <laughs> okay. Objectively, it's a I'll, fact. I'll stand by that. I'll stand by. That. But, <laughs> All right. Yeah, so they're about as objectively cuck as Billy Larue's objectively cuck. Ben, is that what you're trying to tell me? Well, yeah. Well, like, let's turn no, our t- let's turn uh, our attention to Billy Billy Larue. Occasionally, he's he's the blind squirrel. Yeah, the, the Welsh are like a like a blind squirrel with no hands. They're never going to find it now. Uh, let, they've got they've got a mouth and a tail, Ben. I believe in them. Let's do, let's okay, turn our attention to to the Kiwis. Duct tape shot and they don't have legs. <laughs> what did you think of the <laughs> the Barrett Moanga combination in this game? 
So how do you think they played? I'm not sold on it, to be honest. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ronson's trying his best to get both of them. I think, yeah, Squidge is the one who said it as well. You're trying to put both of them on the field at the expense of Ben Smith at 15. And the two of them at 10 and 15 just don't are not as good as having Smith at 15 mm. and either of them at 10. I thought it was just telling that last 15, 10 minutes of the game, it's crunch time, and he brings on Ben Smith. I think that's a signal in itself. He wants to close out the game, he brings on... His, I mean, you're moving Barrett at 10, I know attacking-wise Barrett's fantastic, but I thought that was an interesting mix. Uh, centers... Just to me... Hmm? Sorry, can I yeah, get yeah. a comment on yeah. Barrett Mawanga before we move? Well, yes, um, Ben, you may. To me, Thank you for asking. To, to, to me, it's a, to me, Barrett Mawanga is an attacking... It's an attacking combination. Yeah. You know, you do this because yeah. you like, we want to get our best attacking players on the field. But no one has ever said attack wins World Cups. So mm. are you telling me, come, let's say, semi-final time, will we see that lineup start? Is it interesting theoretical? No. I think I think if it actually comes down to it, they'll drop Mwanga. Hmm. Yeah. No, I think no, so. Definitely. Yeah, I think that's a fair call. You, I mean, you drop Mwanga, and you still have the dynamism and the sort of raw athletic just surprise. You don't give up as much t- attack for the sake of defense as if you keep Mwanga and drop Barrett. Well, what I do think you know, is and, and it's, do you know, and it's not, like yeah. ben, it's not like Ben Smith is a fucking plank on attack either. Like he's he's good yeah. on attack. Mm. Yeah. What I do think is interesting. It seems what Hansen's doing. I mean, he's playing a game of trade-offs. Uh, I mean, I mean, obviously that's what rugby's like as well. He's not searching for total balance. I think particularly in his type five, as well. Their scrums held. Joe Moody. I felt we were a little bit unlucky that he was putting his elbow or hand constantly on the ground. Yeah, he wasn't being no, penalised. That's irritating. I think a different ref, different day, hmm. their scrum would have been humiliated off the park. Yeah, because I, I felt we had ascendancy. We did. And Even and then we bring on brought on our trick in the book. second string front row. Um, even then, no, 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 I think we dominated and we got a penalty that... called against us. So, as you said, Ben, a different ref, different day. Uh, yeah, Matt, what are you going to say? I was going to say, I think we can with that front row. We need to refer to them like the Bulls refer to their bench as that's the finishing Finishers. front row. Right, mm. That front row, those front row, that front row are the finishers. I'm sorry. You can't call them the second string front No, row. you're absolutely correct. And we monstered them. And then you saw, I think, who was it? Was it Taiava or um, Tringa Fassi? He hit the floor first Tringa and we Fassi, get penalized. Yeah. yeah, he hits the floor first and we get penalized, which is also somewhat irritating. There, there, there was one where, where literally all three Springbok forwards were still, all three, hmm. the whole Springbok front row was still on their feet. New Zealand were all facing the ground and the Springboks got called for collapsing it and you're like, listen, we're not the ones fucking eating dirt here. Come on, mate. Like, yeah, like, who, who fell first? I don't know, the ones underneath, maybe. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, well, I'm not, I'm not sure who fell. Well, the people still standing probably didn't fall. I'm going to put it out there. Yeah, like, well, Joe Moody, like, like, yeah, if Joe you... Moody comes up with, like, a beard full of fucking grass. Like, nah, bro, I wasn't yeah, done at too. all. <laughs> and then, do you know what? And then the front row have the cheek to give themselves, like, bum taps to celebrate, like, all yeah. being fucking mangled and the ref misunderstanding something. Like, well, yeah, well, yeah. I think if you're England... Um, any team with good scrumming ability, they're going to look at it with interest. You, the only thing is, you got to make sure you're not England, so far behind. England scrum wasn't looking great against Tonga, though, to be honest. Uh, they'll come right. Uh, uh, they, they're very much a forward-oriented team. Yeah, because I guess I guess they're playing Laws and um, Itoje, which isn't a strong scrumming. No, they're not scrumming. Blocks. But I, I, I think come second half, you're within shouting distance of the All Blacks come knockout. 
Uh, because maybe their theory is, yeah, if we end up being 20 points up with 20 minutes to go and guys still managing in the scrum it won't make too much of a material difference. If you were in shining distance like the box were, who, who we did win the second half, I guess one could claim, I, then things get interesting. Um, we just got to, we, got, well, ID, we need to first get to the final before we can take them on again. So uh, we'll, we'll find out in the quarterfinal. Did, did, did we win the second half? Points wise, yeah. 10, 10, uh, no, 10 6. Cool. Uh, one other comments I'll say about New Zealand. That's typical. I love that. Pure South Africa. Did we win the second half? We won the it's second like half. That, it's, like, it's like with Tonga when they took off Karate. Yeah, Tonga won, won that, that or didn't concede any points in when Karate came yeah, off. Bar the 92 <laughs> they conceded prior. <laughs> like the, yeah, like the 60 something that they'd lost up until that point. But the last 15. Ah, we didn't concede a mm. point when they played one player down. He, one thing I did notice, when Smith went off and was a place of Perinara, the drop-off and kicking ability at the base uh, was, was steep in a certain sense. I think just highlighting how important Smith is beyond his distribution, his boot is, to, to the All Blacks game since his kicking is so outstanding. Like, Savick Yo, was starting to make tracks he, when they made that change. Seems, Smith seems a lot more keyed into the game plan. Like. Mm. He's just an outstanding rugby player. Uh, all things considered. No, but it, it almost seems like their, their game plan is designed for Smith. Mm. And then um, and then Perinara is sort of being, you know, like square peg round hole sort of thing. Like, it sort of works, but it's not perfect. Mm. Um, and just a quick comment. I think uh, we could uh, wrap up the game. Just uh, Adi Sevier. Uh, it seems like they lose our two matching lineouts. Uh, and weirdly enough, when Sam Kane went off for that HIA foul up, Two Pilotti came onto the field. Scott Barrett then moved into into six, and then Sevilla shifted over to seven, and a bit of balance. Sevilla was outstanding. Jeez, every time he got the ball, uh, broke tackles. Uh, he was a menace at the breakdown, turn over too much, uh, broke a play. He, he was excellent. So it's interesting that that that's and kind he of gave the... Colby a hug. I, I think yeah, it's telling it's both Colby and Adi um, hugged at the end of the match. So literally the two best players on the field. Mm, two of the outstanding players in the field. But... As well. I was trying to figure out how, how do you think they know each other? Uh, when did they, maybe they know each other through Julian and like Colby's like had a beer with Artie through Julian. Yeah, maybe Colby like Julian was speaking to Colby during those tough times, you know, in France where they played Toulon versus Toulouse. Even Super Happy, they've been playing each other for a while. Even they've played against each other a few times now. But like, oh, because Artie. Oh, I guess maybe. But it seemed like they had like a closer friendship than what logistically they should have in <laughs> yeah uh, which, was a, which was a touching moment um, it was a good hug I digged it I, I love a good hug was, was that like a religious prayer by the way or they were just like con- what he was concerning uh, I think him or they were like just that. talking to each other and hugging each other out. I think they were just like hugging it out bro yeah. Is Ju- Julian's Muslim hey uh, I'm not sure to, to yeah. be honest no, because I, I know his wife. I th- his wife's. I, I would presume he is. Yeah, I can. So see maybe, him. maybe, maybe, it, maybe it's something to do with that. Because Colby could be Muslim. I wouldn't be surprised. Mm. Okay. Well, is there any, any final comments when it comes to the Buck New Zealand game? Then we can just do some previews for next week along with our Super Brew. Well, I'm, I'm looking I'm forward bit, to playing Ireland in the, in the quarters. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm. I'm a bit. I'm a bit frustrated. Basically, the quarterfinals are next proper game. Yeah. No, like, much. I guess you know, like no, no, like Italy is a serious game, but I mean, like I kind of feel like the Springboks have a lot to work on, and 
Like, I, I want to see that on the field, but I don't really think against Namibia, our next game, it's going to really matter. No. no. You know, like, if we play like that against Namibia, we'll dick on them. Yeah, pretty much. Um, which is and, and the way the World Cup, in a sense, after these opening games. I know it's still like the New Zealand, sorry, the Wales-Australia game is still going to be a crack. And there might be one or two other big ones, Japan-Scotland, in theory, should be a humdinger um, at the end of the pool stage. But a lot of the serious games already have been put out the way. Um, which and, I, and actually, I take that back. France. Oh, oh, England, England, Argentina, yeah. England, France. Yeah. Lots of big games. I don't, just, no, I don't know. Big. Just like three big ones. Namibia, Namibia, Canada, the whole reason for the World Cup. Yeah, that's true. That is true. You know, you know where, where you have like a where you have like a dinner party because your wife wants to set up one of her mates, yeah. and you have to invite like ten people, and it's like eight couples, and then like two single people, and it's like, oh, they will never know. Like, uh, I am the puppet master, or whatever. Like, I feel this whole World Cup is just to make Namibia play against Canada. Yeah, I've, I've been to one of those dinners. <laughs> it gets awkward fast. Yeah, th- this is why I'm thinking about this because I was at one of those dinners the other night, and Joe, Joe's like, no. I'm, I'm doing this, we're going to set the... And, like, all the, like, girls were in on it. Oh, God. And all oh, the guys God. are like, this, this is, like, we were, like, I was messaging the guys before. I was like, oh, you see what's happening? And they're like, oh, it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> so we were like, you know, and, like, we have to, like, go through the motions. So, like, I don't joke and fucking play matchmaker or whatever. I, yeah. I assume she's not listening right now. No, she's wandered off something. <laughs> <laughs> I you can understand. to the wife because she's in the room next door. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, if, if, otherwise yeah. you've got to go balls of steel uh, for um, being being so direct, like uh, Dwayne Van Buren. In all fairness, I did. I caught her out of it. I was like, no, come on, Joe. Let people, let people like find love in their own way. Like. Where's the authenticity? Yeah. You know? Look at you, look at you, Ben, believing in love. I, yeah. love, I appreciate oh, but, it. No, but it's like I don't know, Adam. Did, did how did you meet your wife? Like, were you set up? Or, no, no, we weren't. No, we weren't. a pub quiz, eh? Yeah. Well, we'd actually met previously. That's a nice she, way to meet your wife. That's yeah, she, we had actually met previously. She doesn't remember that, so um, clearly I wasn't that memorable. <laughs> <laughs> we had this gig. Adam, what was your what was your what, yeah. what was your name? That what was your team name? Uh, I wasn't in draft. I wasn't in draft at that time. So uh, yeah. No, but no, no. Your your huh? pop quiz team name. What was it? Oh, it um, like yeah. It was called base, the uh, uh, the frigid the frigid foxes. Frigid foxes. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. a that's a name. It, it, it is <laughs> a name. Certainly, is something to call a team. Well, just like a name, <laughs> uh, a rugby team called Wales. They're playing Georgia. Uh, let's get into the previews. They got Georgia. I think on Monday. Yeah. What what time's the game? I think it's at 12.15. Uh, uh, it's SA time. That must be pretty open. Let me have a look. Now. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't trust their times all, what, all the what, way. What a pleasure. I, I have I have tomorrow off, so... <sighs> I'm at work. In theory, I could watch some of it. Thursday's a public holiday for me, so I'm... I'm no, I'm it's Tuesday. Like, Tuesday's a public holiday in South Africa, so I, I might well, be able to sneak in a half. I literally just thought about the Wednesday episode. I'm like, ah... Because I think I've got to stay up for Vince's birthday, so I might be boozed and like awake at about the time you guys record. Wait, like 2 a.m. in the morning or some shit like yeah. that. Jesus. Yeah, it's my other. It's my other. Party my Matt. Other, Having a good time. It's the other South African I teach with, it's his birthday on when on Tuesday night. and Yeah, Thursday's a public holiday. Jeez. So we're going to get pissed on Wednesday for his birthday. Nice. Matt, Matt's here for a good time, not a long time. So, uh, yeah. yeah, definitely. 
so yeah, uh, Wales, Georgia. I think we know what Georgia going to bring. They're going to be physical. They're going to bring the heat. Wales, they're going to bring an evolved, better version of Warren Warren Ball. Uh, I, I, I know they don't quite subscribe to that now. But, but it'll be interesting to see now with Gareth Anscombe injured, getting injured before the World Cup. Uh, just the sort of slight adjustments that they have to make. I'd say Wales are favourites. Um, so I don't have a feeling. You think Wales might beat Georgia? I think so, yes. Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, did, what did I pick? I picked Georgia. Georgia by four. Yeah, I, I picked Georgia. <laughs> no, 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 Ben. Georgia can only be win in increments, score points in increments of fives. There's no such thing as a two or a three in Georgia. All, all Matt wants what is... Penalty, what, about, what about penalty tries? Yeah, true. For, just like for the sake of scrubbing someone over. All that once is that, uh, <laughs> they, 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 that they, shock They start halfway and try and get a penalty try. They're mocking it from their 22. They're like, guys, this one, we're going to... They're just you know, running the ball and is getting and forcing the other team to on their 22 and they just run it through the scrum. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, the other game. So, look, we, we assume Wales will win, but it should be a humdinger if you should watch. Georgia, I, I do think they have... The rugby structures of the world rugby do not do, do them justice right now. They should really be in the Six Nations. Then it's Russia versus Samoa. I feel it's a bit harsh in Russia, by the way. They played on Friday and they're playing again on Tuesday. So again, yeah. the no, little, the little nations no, being fucked over. The, the only team that doesn't get a one shit turnaround is uh, is Japan. Which is, which I'm going to say this now as host nation. That's fair. You get that privilege. Yeah. No, yes, okay. At least it's like no, but, but no, but actually no. We're saying that because it's Japan and they're not no, actually I would content. Say that I would have, I would if Engl- if that. England or New Zealand or whatever were getting the same treatment, we would be complaining. No, I'm pretty sure if you go and look, England and New Zealand has probably also got a de- pretty decent schedule. Okay. Yeah, well, I guess the idea is they always want to play on basically prime viewing times, so the Saturday yeah. or whatever, just because uh, they, you know they're going to fill a stadium. Yeah, um, yeah but it's a pity because this is kind of the one game Russia could or has the best chance in, and they're going to come in a bit tired. But yeah... Um, I reckon Russia will give Samoa a good run, but I think Samoa will take it in the end. Yeah, I also think, as said, Russia, the short turnaround doesn't do them uh, any favor. So maybe Samoa might be a little bit cold. But yeah, Samoa, I think, should should be favorites. And then Fiji versus Uruguay. Uh, that kicks off at quarter past seven on Wednesday, I think. Yes, that is correct. Is there, uh, only, is there only one game on Monday? Yeah, one game a yeah, day. Yeah, there's only one game on Monday, yeah. And then Tuesday, so, and then Wednesday. for the rest of the day? Well, for me, that's appropriate time. It's at quarter past seven. Um, so there are no games on Tuesday? No, there uh, are. No, Russia, 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 Samoa. Samoa is Tuesday night as well. Oh, Russia, Samoa. Oh, what's our super, <laughs> what's what's super brief pick for that, by the way? Russia, Samoa. It's Russia, Samoa. Oh, for Georgia, for Wales? Uh, we've already Russia, done Samoa, that. Samoa, I would have gone, I would go. Uh, well, what, 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 what was our pick? Oh, I don't uh, remember. Sorry, I'm going, I'm going back to that. Uh, we chose Wales by 27. It seems a bit heavy, <laughs> but I don't I don't remember that anyone mentioning that. Okay, yeah, well, we, we can change oh, it. Oh, we, well, we've already oh, we've already done it as in we did it last. We did it on Wednesday. Yeah, but we can change the score. That, uh, seems, that does seem no, more no, heavy. No, 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 no. I'm fine. I'm fine with that. Let's not question our past selves. Okay. Yeah. Um, Deep. Did you guys? What did you yeah. guys say for Russia Samoa? I did listen. To we haven't actually we haven't actually done the done the choice. Um, I backed Samoa by like fifteen. To divide? Yeah, yeah, my own one, I think I've got 23 for Samoa, because uh-huh. 
I'm feeling confident in Samoa. Yeah, I back South Africa, yeah, so I'm my Super Pro's a mess, unfortunately. Yeah, mine's a mess as well, so I don't give a fuck. I'm yeah. just like, yeah, I'm here for... So th- th- this, this Super Pro should be okay. Yes, because we backed New Zealand on this one, didn't we? Yeah, but we got one wrong. And then, and then, and then we got, but we got the cheeky because we made we said Argentina by one or whatever, so we got that cheeky one. We got the cheeky margin, huh? Yeah, you did because you would have been yeah because it's only two points. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and then Fiji Uruguay, that's gonna get a little bit messy. Uh, Fiji oh. should take well, it, but not by much. Uruguay apparently get better. Yeah, apparently Uruguay are on the up, mm. but I'm gonna still say Fiji by 25. Yeah, yeah. I would say no, I would say Fiji a bit low. Yeah, I'll like, say that now. I think I'd, I went Fiji 23. I'd say let's say Fiji split the difference 24 between those two scores. Yeah. Like Uruguay is on the up, but I think the first hitter, because I mean, the, don't forget this is Fiji. This is the side that didn't do too badly this weekend. Yeah, the game that we got yeah, wrong. Like Fiji did. Argentina, we called that incorrectly. I picked France by one, so at least I, I would have been 100% if I had backed New Zealand, but uh, my heart got in the way, clearly. Yeah, so I got Argentina and New Zealand wrong, and I got, yeah. Jeez, got dude, we almost, we, almost, picked up a, we almost picked up Italy, exactly. Sorry, Matt. I've got no margin points this entire tournament so far. Yeah, margin points are so hard in these, like, minnow games, because, like, you never fucking... Mm. Yeah. Okay, well, look, that's beyond that's going to wrap up for the World Cup talk. Very quickly, uh, the game plan is sponsored by Game. I guess we could hand it to Vidi, had a bit of a shocker. But again, he had one cut game. Um, is... uh, yeah. Can we give it to the Blame the media, but for convincing us South Africa had a chance. <laughs> blame the media for fucking up my Super Brew with what you Yeah, said. I believed. Uh, I was hands down a believer. So, uh, yeah, I, I got sucked yeah. in. I'm a believer, guys. I still am. I still yeah. Am. Uh, any uh, any further business, uh, chaps? Um, I I have been criticised on Twitter for being negative about Steve Hansen, where people seem to be thinking he's some sort of te- technical genius. Um, I um, maintain my stance. I am not a flip flopper, and I still think Steve Hansen, considering the resources at his disposal, is not a great coach. He seems a nice enough guy, to be honest. But yeah, but he shouldn't comment about politics or, or certain matters. Or, or what 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 domestic violence actually is? Yeah, well that's what I was referring to. Well, Thank- he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he used to be he used to be a police officer. He understands. Mm, indeed. Uh, all right. Uh, thanks, yeah. chaps. That that's going to wrap up this episode of Elite Rugby Band. So we will be back on Wednesday, and uh, of course, Stat Attack is now out, really causing rumbles across the internet. Matt- Stat Attack. Don't look back. Don't smoke crack. Yeah. So it is called the Fulham and Stat Show, but uh, it, it's clearly called Stat Attack. I think we Stat Attack. Hey, they've got 25 Hello. listens already. Is it? Yeah, sorry, I'm just looking now. They've oh. got 25. So they've clearly got like a bot farm, a small bot farm, a, a bot small holding. Fucking Ants program something that he just gets free listens. Standard. We will be back on Wednesday uh, for the World Cup Weekly. And for that episode, I can't tell you, we'll just be reviewing the Wales, Georgia, Russia, Samoa, Fiji, Uruguay games, and then actually previewing all the games coming up over the weekend. Probably the so big just, one. Just, hmm? um, this is our 98th episode now, huh? Uh, yes. We're going to have to do something special in the next So we're going to have 100 episodes soon, huh? Yeah, like, I don't, count, I don't count the... Uh, you know, World all Cup the one. random shit we did. This is like our hundred proper Sunday episodes. Yeah. Most, m- uh, m- most deaf. 
So it'll be the wait, it'll be the weekend of the sixth uh, of October. Yeah, yeah. SA, no, SA, what a momentous game <laughs> to kick off. SA, 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 SA would have hopefully beaten Italy and be on the cusp of qualifying. Yeah. Against Ireland. That's Island, Friday the fourth of October. That, that's that's not. Yeah, time. no, but like we're gonna be we we can't we can't look into the future, man. We can, but we're gonna be reflecting on South Africa's big win against Italy. How how auspicious is this for Alex to be recording our hundredth episode? New Zealand Namibia is playing that day. Oh. Oh my god. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening I guys. believe. I believe. I believe. <laughs> They're going to score three tries this fucking World Cup against New Zealand. That'd be good. Yeah. Uh. <sighs> Alright. Um, yeah. I guess that, that's going to wrap it up. Uh, we will see you on Wednesday. Matt, Matt might even be drunk. Just uh, as on the highlight reel. Just FYI. Uh, Matt, good luck till then. I hope you uh, actually get some rest and. Go to work. I know you're not going to work. Who are you? Tomorrow. I'll go to work tomorrow, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Well, well thank you. Thank you for being here. At, at the I've got appoint- to admit small children, as yes, usual. At the, at, the appoint- at the appointed time. Thank you. And Ben, uh, thanks very much uh, for, for being here. Very much appreciated. Thank you. Thanks for... Thank you for your presence too, Adam. I don't, maybe you don't get thanked enough, you know. I just cut you off <laughs> and hurt you emotionally. Yeah, that's true. I'm involved in an abusive relationship, uh, a verbally abusive relationship with uh, three men. And at, even... least, at least, at least, when you go to court, you're gonna have a lot of recorded evidence. Yeah, if I ever listen, but how, how can I bring evidence if I ever don't actually yeah, listen to it? That, yeah, Adam's yeah. Going to that. that would be a good way to get listened, Adam. Why don't you sue the pod and make uh, make a judge listen to all the episodes so we get one listen? I don't know. Episode? I'm so afraid of being sued, like. I tried giving Phil an Ant's new theme song, and then I realized, you know, we could get sued for this, so I changed it back to the one I know we won't get sued for. So, uh, yeah, Phil and Ant, to be honest, I, I do apologize. I, I liked it at the time, I realized, no, I don't know if I could sample this. Adam, we, we don't have enough money that people will sue us. I don't know, hey. We will see. That's going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode of Elite Road Banter. Uh, thank you for listening. We will catch you on Wednesday.